hosts, Kai. And Bree. And welcome to We're Toasted, Season 1, Episode 4 of Mad Men, titled... New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. I'm only I'm only aware of the old Amsterdam, which is still on like my bucket list of places <laughs> to go. But yeah, I definitely want to go to Amsterdam at least once in my life. Yeah, we'll actually get to dig a bit deeper into what the title means later on. Real interesting history there, but... Um, welcome back! Welcome back. Real quick before we dig in. Um, Some facts about the episode. Uh, this episode actually aired August 9th, 2007, and it was directed by Tim Hunter, who's uh, been known for a few big projects like Dexter, Breaking Bad, Hannibal, and House, which just some that were really notable that I wanted to Those are some say. pretty solid. <laughs> Those are pretty solid. Can we, like, for Dexter's pretty nice, but Hannibal? Breaking Bad. He deserves all the props for that. Those are all great shows. Yeah, and then we do have a new writer alert. Uh, it was Lisa Albert, and I looked up a few things, but the thing that stood up the most was that she was a producer on six episodes of Living Single. So we love Living Single over here. Living. Okay, let me chill. <laughs> um, yes. So I was like, okay, I see you. All right, hip to it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, real quick before we dig into this episode, I did have a correction for last episode. Um, when we were talking about the vacation that uh, Betty's racist friend Francine was talking about <laughs> in Boca Raton. Um, Boca Raton is in Florida, not Louisiana. Racism still holds up, though. Yeah, so I guess thinking Florida instead of Louisiana, I can see why she was a little shocked of how many black people were there, but still the South. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's still, you know, ethnic people there, you know, it's Florida. you know, but, um, yeah, so that was a correction, but we can go ahead and jump right into the episode. Um, so we actually start in the office, and... The ad boys are in Pete's office and listening to a stand-up comedian on a record player? This did not age well. I mean, it's really just the medium, because, I mean, we do listen to comedians, like, you know, on stand-up or podcasts or whatever, but... Facebook, because that's where I get my comedians from. Right. TikTok, you know, that kind of thing, but, but, like, vinyl? Vinyl? I was shocked. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is that a... That's a super Are they laughing? Is that a comedy? (laughs) Those are super old. I think I've only ever seen that in, like, Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, did not age well. Nah, not really. Um, We do get introduced. um, New minor character, um, Pete's secretary, who's Hildy. Hildy. Um, Hildy. Good to assign a name to a face. Hildy's important. All the secretaries are important. Um, But um, Pete's in there with them, obviously, and... Hilly comes in and lets them know that Trudy is here for him. And we meet the baddie Trudy. So Trudy over here is played by our lovely Allison Brie. Love her. Beautiful, gorgeous, amazing. Yeah, you might know her from Community. You might know her from Lego Movie. You might know her from... Mad Men. I'm just kidding. That one. <laughs> Which is actually funny. She actually made a reference to Don Draper in Community. I saw. I, I just like found that hilarious. I think Abed was retained to be Don Draper. And he like threw on the little charm. And Annie just kind of smiled and like, and, like had a rolled her eyes look. a little bit like, like chill okay look you know who don draper is trudy that was a nice little reference i like that yeah um, but trudy but the guys come out they meet trudy and trudy makes a comment to paul about giving his wife a baby and 
pregnancy is just such a goal in this world. I know. It, for one, I, th I thought it was kind of weird that, that, like, their wives knew each other. Like, she knows... I think it's Well, I think they actually do hang out. Like, you know how they're always trying to invite Dawn out? I'm sure Pete hangs out with them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like him and the wives. Let's take the wives out. Let's take the wives out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she makes him sly dig about, oh, hey, you know, your wife's trying to get pregnant. I give her a baby. Give her a baby already. Um, but Trudy basically came up here to steal Pete away from lunch, and he's like, I ain't got time for that. But she's like, Actually, you do, because I called up and talked to Hildy, and you're funny. <laughs> so, let's go. <laughs> I love Pulling Trudy. the brakes on him real quick. Like, actually, I called up here. She pulled up the evidence, pulled out the PowerPoint. Let me I, explain to you she, why you're not busy. how she said it was so sweet. She's like, oh, are you, for real? I called up and checked before I came up here. It's like, you you can't refuse her without feeling like a dick. And she's got that. That's a game right there. And you have no good reason not to go to lunch with me. She's A. She's smart. Trudy ain't dumb. I'll tell you that much. And you can just tell that Pete kind of doesn't want to do this right now, but... Which I'm not... I don't understand why. I feel like, you know, for a guy that was just last episode, like, still in love, love with his... with his honeymoon. Newlywed. He's like, girl, why are you here in the office fucking my shit up? Like, come yeah. on. It's a real, I don't know, 180 um, kind of sort yeah. of. Maybe the... I think the spontaneity of it threw him off a little bit. Mmm... Like that, like her just popping up out of nowhere. Yeah, like, uh, what are you in here? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe the what, what's it called the 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 newlywed glasses came off. <laughs> and it's just the novelty kind of wore off in the marriage, and he's just like, oh, he's like, this girl why again. is my wife up here at my, at my job? But um, Trudy actually gets to meet the infamous Don Draper and Peggy. And Peggy. Very salacious. And Peggy. <laughs> I almost forgot to mention that, which Peggy is very hilarious a... because Peggy is Ian. I was about to say Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Trudy. Like, ah, oh, damn it. This girl is pretty as hell. <laughs> this is your wife. This is your wife. Oh, I'm just confused, Dang bro. it. <laughs> and um, Trudy makes a comment of her friends not being able to find a good man like Pete and to she says it's to Don and Don is just like yeah and um she said something like he was like I he was like I think we're almost as happy to have him as you are and she, and she was, was like, like I doubt it he was she was like I doubt it he was like yeah you're probably right <laughs> Him and his digs, bro. He can't resist. He's they just so petty. They pop up and he just takes them. No hesitation. If there's a fucking, if there's a, if there's an opening in Pete's throat, he's there. Yeah, Pete he's said something it. about he's lucky to have Trudy and Dom's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, this is a baddie right here. You know, you're a solid seven. This goes to ten. There's some numbers. Hey, that bro. No, he's like you a five and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. He boy. hates him. He you gotta hates deduct. Pete. Gotta deduct just three more points. That's because. <laughs> So Trudy takes him takes uh, Pete over to an apartment. That yeah, no lunch. Him. She wants to show him this apartment. She wants. Which okay, pause. What if he was hungry? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know we, how mad I would be. We get some food first. Like, like we, come on. Bro. I don't know fast food. I to... only got thirty minutes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they better have hour lunch. Still, they in New York though. It's probably I, I don't know. I don't know how far it is, but you know, yeah, like, I mean, can we get a bagel or something on the way? Like, what's up? <laughs> like this is insane. I'm weak. Um, but yeah, Trudy showing in this house. It's fifteen hundred square feet, two bed, and a maid room. Which hold on, pause. 1,500 square feet in Manhattan. That is a luxury right there. 
It, it, it looked really nice. That's a dick. And they got a maid room. A maid room. Even Pete was like, bro, that's too rich for us. Hold on. Like, okay, Trudy, I know we want to live the big life, but we ain't there yet. He said, I don't think it's going to be a storage closet for now. Let's, let's pause. Real, like, let's pump chill. the brakes. So uh, this apartment costs 32000 but they can get a steal for thirty. So 32000 in 1960, that's about $330,000, which still... Sounds on the low end of what I would expect an apartment of that size in freaking Manhattan. Like, I, I think inflation just kind of skyrocketed even more than, like, the standard, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and... That's got to be at least in the million, like, multi-million dollars absolutely. now. Absolutely. It's got to be. Bruh, there was, there was a separate room for the kitchen. Of course it was a multi-million in New Bruh, York. they had a maid room in New York where yeah. niggas is fighting for closets. So you absolutely had a maid room. <laughs> and, um... He's like, um, honey, I make $75 a week. I don't know what you think I'm going to pull out my ass to pay for this. Yeah, but he breaks out some math. And to him, it's like he breaks out some, some boy math. Some boy math. So he's because like, nigga can't count. He, makes, he says, I make 75 a week. That's 3500 a year. And I know you're not good at math, but I'm not going to do it. This ain't going to work for me. Which, Which was, is actually incorrect. It was like thirty nine hundred a year, and yeah. he said thirty five. So it was just very ironic that he's like, "Honey, I understand you're not as smart as us big men, <laughs> but let me spit out some numbers and then not be correct." Yeah, bro, that boy, <laughs> that boy math ain't math. Boy bro. math was not mathing. Now, so converting, he said he makes about seventy five a week. So we converted. That's about that's 19, about forty k annual. About nineteen an hour. In today's time, which again, for a job in New York, working in like a freaking advertising yeah, firm, that's not enough. That sounds pretty, but that, he's a back in I mean, that day. But like, think about now. Like, I'd be pissed if I was in his job and making nineteen dollars. He's an account executive, though. Doesn't he make commission? Do, Ooh, do I don't remember him saying anything about commission. I feel like he would have mentioned it now if he didn't make commission. True, but I feel like as an account executive, you should get some kind of commission, right? Otherwise, Maybe. what's the point? It's like it's like the whole point of sales. Yes, but, okay, he is in sales, but is he actually in sales? So maybe he's more like the, like when you bring a client on, you're like the account representative. Yeah. Versus like the Because I feel like he would have mentioned if he made commission or not right that's now. That's fair. And keep in mind, that's compared to Peggy's nine an hour. So he he's yeah. already making, him making 19, Peggy's at nine. She's an assistant for a reason. <laughs> There's a reason she gets a roommate and he gets a freaking maid room. <laughs> but yeah, he's complaining about how much he makes and how that the math ain't mathing for how much his house costs. And she's like, it's okay. We're a young couple in love who needs some help. We'll make it work. Like, we'll okay. <laughs> make it work. We just Honey, need a little I love bit your of optimism. Help. I love your optimism, but let's let's... Let's get some numbers down, dude. We're a young couple in love. <laughs> so we actually hop back to the office, and whew, Minkins is back in the office, and she walks in with Paul. Boy, is this an awkward ass and scene. And Don's right there, and they basically walk up to Don. Who, like, the awkwardness was You could palpable. cut the tension with a knife. Palpable. Let me tell you something. Look. He, Don and Rachel are just kind of staring at each other the same way that, like, two exes stare at each other. And like, even ah, Paul crap. can kind of, like... He can sense it. He's like, all right, well, I'll leave you guys to it. I'm gonna um, go. <laughs> and Don tries to talk to her a little bit, a little bit of small talk, and he says something, and she's like, ah, ah, ah. pause. He said something, like, can we, like... No, he said that later. 
He's basically trying to repair the friendship. He's, yeah, and then she's like, "There's nothing to, there's nothing to repair." Can we be still be friends? And she's like, "No, bro." Like, she's this like, is... "He's like, I don't want it to be like this." She's like, "Well, there's never really no other way for it to be, though." You're married. I like you. You this want it to be one way, and it's another. <laughs> you love a good wire reference. <laughs> you want it to be one way, but it's another. It's the other way. <laughs> and then this this dude had the audacity to ask Rachel if they could get lunch sometimes, and she hits him with. I really can't see a reason for that and walks off. Rachel with the riz. With the Listen. riz and the shut down charisma. We love it. We, we love, love it, it out here. And he was dumbfounded. Like, he's really shook that she don't want to be a side chick. Like, he's he, really hurt that she doesn't want to be a side chick. I don't think he's he's faced rejection in a minute. Oh, it seems like the first time he's been rejected in, in a probably while. years. Yeah, yeah, he's used to people just, like, flying all over him. Yeah, so. Rachel ain't falling for it. Which ironically probably makes him wonder more because you know that's of course how, it does. how dudes be. What um, is it? Um, what's that saying about things you can't have and desires? I don't know. I might be making something. <laughs> something <up>. to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. So, oh yes, tip. we need to go ahead and pause real quick and get toasted. So, let the toast begin. Um, so as he's doing that, we jump to. The Draper house and Betty is reading to Bobby and Sally, and Betty finishes and tells Sally that Daddy will see her in the morning and walks out. So Don does not see his kids every night, which obviously we need that, but I just wanted to restate that because he's kind of shitty dad. Yeah, she's basically a single mom at this point, which I mean, it's it was kind of the standard back then, but it's not any less like. Yeah, but if you think about it, Pete's home more than Don. Yeah, he's also, he's been married for two weeks, like, he's ready to come home. Yeah, but I feel like he still came home even before he got married. Like, I don't think he went out like that, like that. Like, not coming home, staying in the city, I don't think Pete does that. No, 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 no. I, I th- yeah, I think Pete's not, he's not there yet. Yeah, no, even if it's here. late, I still feel like he's going back home. He's got a side chick, and he's got another side chick he's working on, like, he's, you know. He ain't working shit, she said absolutely not. <laughs> But, um, um, next day, Betty's walking your dog. Um, this new dog, keep in mind, we got from last oh episode. Oh my goodness, I forgot that's what the dog So hold on, he so, bought the dog for the Sally, and, and now Betty's the one who's got to walk it every Of course, day. yeah, I think we made a point of that. Like, he just gave her another thing to be responsible for. <laughs> like, he's such a ass. Oh, Donald. Oh, oh Donald. Donald, you stupid duck. <laughs> so Peggy walks in on some drama. Yeah, um, she's walking up to Helen's house and notices this dude. I say notice, but it was really hard not to notice this dude baking <laughs> on her door. Dude, he's causing such a scene. Like, let me, let me in, in. I let know me, you're in there. Let me see my kids. Oh, my God. Like, dude, chill. This is freaking wisteria over here. Not a desperate housewife. <laughs> from the Kai. <laughs> <laughs> so... He sees Betty walking, and he's like, "Oh, hey, ma'am, can I use your? Can I, you know, go in your house and use your phone?" Which <laughs> he didn't say exactly like that, but that's literally what he asked. You pretty know? much, because you everybody you have to go on your house. This is the age of house phones. Like, <laughs> she's like, "Um, no," and he's like, "Are you serious? What is it called? Incel? When a girl like when you like like a girl, you hit on her, and then she rejects you, and then you become a dick. Is that incel?" Uh, def- that's definitely incel I, behavior. I yeah. know that it's not the same, but the the vibe. 
is the same. Like, are you serious? You won't let me in your house to use the your phone? The fuck you mean I get, get walk inside your house? She's like, bro, I don't she, know you. You're she's a like, I don't want strange men in my house. Fuck out of here. And then she turns around and kind of scurries back home. <laughs> <laughs> she did the white girl scurry when she's... The white girl scurry, bro. <laughs> bro. So she goes back home, and it, it seems like it's a few hours later, and she gets a knock on the door, and it's Helen. And... Um, she comes over basically to thank her and she, she's like I'm so sorry she's like and Betty's like what are you talking about playing dumb trying to spare her the embarrassment and she's like come on you know what I'm talking about yeah, I Helen, was at the window Helen I saw through you. the bullshit I think we saw that last step too like Helen doesn't have time for bullshit she's nah. like listen let's not play this game I saw you saw see him I saw you see him but you didn't see me see you okay, okay. <laughs> like it's all good it's okay thank you that's super embarrassing though as a as a fellow whose worst fear is embarrassment, how but does that rate it's on the scale? It's honestly a flaw of mine that I get embarrassed so easily, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, so on the scale of embarrassment, where's that? <laughs> oh my, that's a literally a top. That's that's a good contender for it now. I don't know your your ex, your ex husband, <laughs> baby daddy banging on the door, yelling at you in the neighborhood where everybody's judging me for being a single mom now and a divorcee. Girls walking, women walking their dogs. Em, <laughs> he accosts one of your neighbors. Are you serious? <laughs> Bro, the fuck? She, honestly. Um, so they so Helen out. does mention that she let him back. She let him in. And I bet you one of the reasons she let him in is so no one else would see him. Like, bro, you're causing the scene. Just get your yeah. fucking ass in here, dude. But we learned that her hus- her ex li- uh, works in Manhattan. And he barely saw the kids when they were together. So it's really ironic that he wants to see them now. Can we talk about how weird? I am I think that Betty's kind of given the vibe that she doesn't want Helen there. Kind of like that you, like, someone came in and you kind of didn't want them there, but you don't want to be rude, so you're kind of just, like, I don't, waiting for them to go. I didn't really feel that until Dawn comes in later. Oh, okay, okay. But um, she says that he barely saw the kids when they were together, right? And Betty asks what happened, and she tells her that her ex had a lot of friends in the city and went to a lot of parties and everything, but... He didn't really have friends. He had girlfriends, basically. And he was a serial cheater and a liar. And she just did not have time for that anymore. So, mm, she thinks... Awful sounds very open bookish without knowing you were the author of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Betty's not all the way there yet. But yeah. I think she's kind of like, hmm... John stays out in Manhattan. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think she's actually putting the pieces together, but her subconscious is filing that away. So, hmm, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she hasn't opened the file cabinet and looked at all the shit yet. She's just putting stuff in the file cabinet for later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, she's not putting the pieces together. Yeah, she's, she's just, not making the the corkboard <laughs> string analysis. She just got the pieces sorted. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, she thinks that her... Uh, Helen thinks that her ex is actually more angry than she is, which is ridiculous because he was the one that cheated on her. And That's they're, what usually be. Bruh. And they're actually interrupted by Don. Don gets home, kind of looks at them like, what this bitch doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had that wise like, their company. Hello. <laughs> and goes upstairs. And Betty says this wonderful line that 
when Don gets home, he has to go upstairs and get complete silence after work. Like, who the fuck are you, dude? Go say hi to your children. Give me a kiss. What are you doing? Imagine if I literally just came home every day and went straight to the middle of my room. I, I need 30 minutes. For like 30 minutes. minutes. I need 30 minutes of silence. Leave me alone. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Let's see how it works. Banging <laughs> on your door. The hell? Who do you think you are? There's a stranger in my... There's a stranger in my house. <laughs> Who um, sings that again? Hold on. <laughs> uh, you no. know, I am a lyrical Bible, but the authors are not attached. We're going to lose our black card. Who sings that? I want to say Tamar, Tamara Braxton. Tam, Tamara. Tamara Braxton? We Tam- have to cut this out. I thought you were about to say like the the the, the, the Maori twins or something. I'm like Tamara. I don't listen. I grew up sheltered. I, I, I didn't listen to them for real. I don't have an excuse, but I don't. <laughs> there's a is it Sierra? No, it's not Sierra. It's Tamia. Whoever Tamia, that is. you were close. Tamira, Tia, Tamira. It's Tia and Tamira mixed. Tamia, Tia, Tamia. Tamira. No way, she's Canadian. Like, is this Tamira. the right song? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. That's the lyrics? Yeah. I don't understand. There's a stranger in my house to go out of thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, is, that, is that like a one-hit wonder? I've never heard any... I've never heard of her before. <laughs> I think it is. Okay. So I feel like there was a point where like that song played every week in my life. Yeah. Okay, alright. Also, the fact she's Canadian kind of blew me too. That was... I'm dead. She she did the Drake before Drake did it as well. Spiral. It's uh. okay. Um. So back to Mad Men. Um, <laughs> back to that pivot. Don't judge um. me, y'all. Don't take my black card. Um. So <laughs> Pete, we jumped to Pete's parents' house, and um, I don't know why, but when I first watched this, I thought we were over Trudy's house. There was nothing looking back that should have made me think we were at Trudy's parents' house. I think it was just how uncomfortable he looked that I thought it was his parent-in-laws, you know? Oh, so okay, so you thought this was Trudy's parents? I did when I first watched it because he was just so uncomfortable. He was very uncomfortable. I thought that they were there talking to Trudy's parents, but no, this is his relationship yeah, with his family. I think that was family. on purpose, too, yeah. Yeah, this is his relationship with his family, so the, they, his dad's just in there, they're talking about... And they're, like, super... Bro, they're they like, said, the, we got the boat in the water, that's some rich people shit. Got <laughs> like, the boat in the water? What? They're, like, they're not even rich, you gotta call them wealthy. Like, wealthy? They, he had the classic rich guy fit that you see at the country club. Nigga had a blazer with the plaid shorts and the boat shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, he... He listened. looked like he belonged. That nigga must got, like, three corporate credit cards. Did they even On do the credit pier. cards back then? They must have. I have he, no idea. He, look... He mentions that one of our cousins had a baby. And then Pete's mother comes in and mentions that they need to come up to their summer house. Wealthy. Uh, and Pete says he might not be able to make it because he can't take off work, even though she didn't even say a date. <laughs> He's like, uh, whatever, we got, whatever weekend that is, I'm busy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. that off of my calendar. <laughs> Why did I type work? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, dude, they, okay, his dad does not take his job seriously at all. I, like, I think he thinks he's a bitch for the type of job he has. He's like, listen, okay, hold on, let me get, in, <laughs> let me get into this dude real quick. 
don't you post it over here? Listen. Uh, I didn't want to lose any content. <laughs> so sweet. Uh, the dad, he's over here, like, really getting in on Pete's job. Like, you're out here whining and whoring and calling it I said, oh, shit. Then, just, he just... He just, he just, like, threw it out there. That's no job for a white man. No. Like, bro, that was, that was such a drive-by shot. Like, dude, that... What did I do to you? And, like, it didn't even make sense. Like, damn, advertising's only for only for minorities? Like... Which is crazy, because they would think the opposite. Like, in the, in the office? In the office. They would laugh a fucking black account, like, black advertising executive out of the door. They would laugh him out of the door. Who put the Chinamen in my office? <laughs> <laughs> They're not letting... They're them. not. They're not letting a Negro into their spot, dude. There's Absolutely no not. And let They're a client not. see? What? Oh, no. <laughs> Like, he does not like his job, and Pete is visibly pissed off that his dad is talking shit like this. I know. He's like, Dad, it's fucking business. Like, it's you should understand this. Like, no, he said, I can't explain how a business works to you. That's a... That's a bold thing to say to a wealthy guy. To a wealthy guy. It's a bold thing to say, but you know. Okay. Um, so Pete changes the combo to the clumsy. Uh-oh. Hold up. Do we need to talk? You just dropped, dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Husband. <laughs> um, Pete changes the combo to the apartment. And um, I t- typed in my notes. Ha ha. I didn't realize this was Pete's parents till just now. That's ridiculous. It took me that long though, right? I'm weak. You're like, why is he being so mean to his in-laws? Why is he being so mean to his son? Yeah, no. It was like a roller coaster. Because <laughs> it was confusion, awkward, sad, mad. Then I was like, what? This is his pet. So Pete comes by and asks for the down payment. He asks, like, hey, can you help so me out with his pers- down payment? Like, he's so entitled, like, though. He doesn't. There's not a single question in there. He said, he said we'll need your help with the down payment. We will need your help. There's no, like, question mark at the end of his sentence. Can you guys help us get this house? No. We will need your help. That's the least you can do, father. That's a, again, bold way to talk to your your dad. But, okay, he doesn't respect you, so I guess you gotta go both ways. He doesn't respect him, and he thinks his apartment's too far uptown. And he mentions that it's expensive and said that they're gonna need help, you know. And he doesn't think it's a good idea. And... (laughs) Pete's like, why not, Dad, basically? And he's like, because I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> basically because I said so. <laughs> Classic Dad. But still fucked up that he, it's like, he's like ruining his own white privilege. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's. And then Pete obviously got pissed. And um, they mentioned something about his dad helping his cousin or something who hit a girl on her bike in Montauk last He said, oh, but you didn't care about that one, that one time dude hit, hit a girl with his with his car. On her bike. He like, said, how much did that cost? And um, I have up. to pause. If you guys ever seen Succession, that's a good one. I'm going to just say it. It's Ooh, a good show. I didn't even make that connection. I'm going to say it's a good show. But at the same time, that's that's wild. That's wealth. For a, you. that's a wild thing to throw at your dad. B, that's a wild thing to do. Like your son, like sound like he killed somebody, or at least put him in the hospital, and you just under the rug. Under the rug. You got enough money to under the rug a death, or 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 or, or man. What is it called? Manslaughter. Listen, 
Murder got a price, and they can pay it. That's the thing. That's the thing, though. Or they know the right people. They either can pay it or know the right people. That's scary. Or even both. Or even both. That's crazy. But, yeah, so and he's out of pocket throwing that in his dad's face off the rip like it. Out of pocket, but still his dad's being a jerk, too. Like Yeah, his, like, he kind of just rolled with that punch, honestly. Like, he wasn't even like, what the fuck did this little boy just said to me? Like, he was just like, uh... He's like, he's used... I think he, like, blames the rudeness on the job. He's like, oh, you must have got this you from forgot your, your manners. stupid job. Yeah. Like, Man. Dad, that's so unnecessary. This is my living. Like, he clearly does not respect Pete at all for what Pete does or why he does things. Like, yeah, and I guess Pete just feels like he's like the black sheep of the family or something like that. Because which I, I mean, mean, he's a fuckhead. Is he the only child? Well, no. He, I think the brother yes. was the one that hit somebody. Did he, I thought he said? Is that what he said? He thought it was going to help Bug. Okay, yeah. He just says Bug. He doesn't say a, like brother or I thought it was a cousin for some reason. So yeah, that would make sense that he helped his brother, be his a, son though. That'd be a damn shame if he fucking uh, saved a nephew but can't help out his son. That's wild. Maybe it would hit harder. I don't know. Somebody correct me. But um, he's like, you guys suck basically. Like you guys haven't given me anything. And he's like, we gave you your name. And what have you done with it? Honestly, that was a quotable. And that was Pete's... Pete's face was disgusted. So let's let's pause real quick. This is... This now, is a heavy scene. Now we start to see... We start to peel back the layers of Pete and start to understand why he does the things he does, right? He clearly, like, has no approval from his dad. And... I feel like he might be even searching for that in Don. Yeah, I could definitely see at least at least from the jump, and then at at a certain point, I feel like he, like when he at the very first episode when he was like "fuck you," like maybe maybe that was clicking with his dad because he doesn't have a good relationship with his dad anyway. So maybe and he's he used to the like. There's no way he's blind enough to not realize that Don doesn't like him. You know what I mean? Like obviously Don doesn't like you, but you idolize him still. Exactly, yeah. It's a, it's a, his complex relationship with his dad kind of echoes with Don's. I mean, with, um... Not that yeah, he met Don. Yeah, with Don's. And, um, yeah, it's just, and it just kind of sucks, too, like, how I must have grew up. Like, I don't think yeah. his dad really showed much, like, like he really cared about him. Ooh, I wonder if he has a younger sibling and if he's the middle child. We don't know that yet. That'd be yeah. kind of dope. Yeah. And it would also explain him getting overshadowed because it's a trend, my guy. Like, is he overshadowed because of the middle? Or is he overshadowed I, because of his personality? Or is it just... Or was it oh, just Oh, it because, might be a Stannis vibe. Because he's just a... Where, like, it's just... You, like, no one likes you. Like, it's just your personality, <laughs> bro. No one likes he's you. He's just a schmoozer from birth. Like... Or maybe when he decided to be an advertiser, but that... I, mean, I don't know. I don't feel like it could just switch like that. It feels like this is very deeply rooted anger. Yeah, this is... This yeah. is childhood trauma They've been beefing anger. for decades. This advertising yeah. is just an, it's just an excuse to be mean yeah. to him. I don't think yeah. Pete, could, Pete could have done anything. He and he done. still would have gotten... He still would have gotten shit. He could have did exactly what his dad wanted, I feel like. Which is like what? To law? get his approval, and he would still not be happy. He's like, yeah, a, law, a lawyer, I might understand there's, you know, more to the job, but in advertising? Like, yeah, he's petty, though. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt Pete. I felt bad for him, um, which... The show does a weird thing where I'm, like, rooting... Where I'm, like, rooting against and then for, like, back-to-back. -back. It's like a roller coaster, like... Yeah. 
Pete's still a shithead, and we'll see later on how shithead he can be, but... Bro, I honestly forgot a lot of what this dude did, which is good, you know? I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. He's got a, he had a shitty dad. His dad, like, couldn't even help his kid buy a house, but Come you on, fucking bro. covered you up for your... Money. Covered up for a drunk driving that caused a, a death. But and it's not like he married a bimbo. It's Trudy, like... Right, like she was. I think Trudy's family is pretty, like, not. Yeah, like, her, we have a scene with her coming up here in a little bit, but. Uh, is Pete the Tyrion Lannister oh of my this family? Goodness. Poor buddy. Uh, no one likes him, but he echoes his father the most. Hmm. Damn. Y'all, I'm on the third book of Game of Thrones right now. My audiobook, I just started it. <laughs> I'm really digging it. I watched the I watched the show, and as everyone knows, it fell off a little bit. I'm not too mad at the ending, but these books, though, yeah, that's a whole lot are of hitting different. Yes, I just wanted to give a shout out. The podcast I'm listening to is called Unspoiled, and it's we love the plug. Yeah, no, because I've listened to so many. I've, I listened to them to cover Harry Potter. Um, we listened to them Game of Thrones. The and Wire. Then, she was talking about in one of her past episodes that she might do Percy Jackson, but I don't know if she started and stopped. Oh, yeah, she did. I think she said that Percy Jackson was too childish. Dang it. Which is, I and see she where like, she's coming from, but like... She was like, I could read, like, we could read through these books together. I don't think you'd be surprised by anything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, I think it's like a middle school book, so it makes sense. It is. But I, so was Harry Potter, right? I feel you, but like, with Harry Potter, I guess it's more satisfying yeah. to see like, oh, Barty Crouch. It, it really or, picks up, but... Um, sorry. What a sidetrack. <laughs> it was a good one, though. That was a good one. Shameless, unspoiled plug. We love him. Um, we cut to back to the office and the meeting. Sorry, oh. that, was, that was Benji scratching his neck. I'm sorry. Before we actually go back to the office. Uh, we, we go to the Kimball house. Yeah, Pete's, Pete's home. He's undressing. He's, and you Trudy's know. in this cute little, this cute little piece. Now, listen, I don't understand the logistics of how you sleep in that. I'm assuming. I enjoyed it, it still. I, I know they're all about appearance, but I can't imagine that it doesn't feel good to sleep in it, too. Like, it looks soft. And they're the type to have, like, three blankets on top. So like, I'm it like, looks soft. I'm always cold, so I was like, that's cute as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I just buy you. What, what is it called? Like I a, don't even know. It looked like a, a nightgown. It was like a it was like a lingerie nightgown. It was cute. A lingerie nightgown. And she looked good in it. Not gonna lie. As so, I said, I still enjoyed it. Hey. Uh, it got frilly bottoms. <laughs> and so Pete doesn't tell Trudy about about the Trudy. conversation, but he's basically just like, "Oh, he's sick. He didn't. He couldn't do it." And then Trudy, um, Trudy asks, "Well, what's wrong with him?" And then he has this real. He looks off in the distance. Real dramatic moment. Mm -hmm. Just Nobody like nobody knows. Nobody knows. Like, come on, bro. She's gonna ask him next time. He's. No, it's just like he's. He doesn't know what the fuck's wrong with his dad either. Type shit. Like he. Yeah. I felt like he Mentally, was. Mentally, like, why wouldn't you help yourself? He was double talking there, and I liked it. Yeah. He was. He was spitting. I really felt that. Really, again, just kind of cemented how I'm feeling for Pete right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like you're not supposed to like it though. You know. Yeah, shitty dads don't 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 excuse shitty behavior, but you know. Exactly. It's good to see that there was a there's a reason. <clears throat> I can you know. Yeah. He's a complex. He's starting to be a little bit more complex than just like a douchebag from the first couple episodes that he's been in. So we go back to the meeting room and we actually enter a pitch um, yeah. in the conference room for Walter, or no, the Walter. client's name is Walter. 
Is it Walter or Walter? Walter. Know. Walter. Um, so Walter, um, he's from a company called Bethlehem, Bethlehem Steel. Steel. So Bethlehem Steel is the client. They made some big <coughs> things, didn't they? Like, they did. I have that as a. I have that as some uh, fun facts at the end. I got yeah, you. Yeah, fun gotcha. facts. They made some good shit. Um, but this guy Walter, he, you know, he's kind of straight laced. Um, Pete mentions like bring him into the city, for, and um, you know if they had any fun throughout the city. And Walter's like, oh, I'm, I'll be in my hotel by nine. Don't, don't worry about me. <laughs> like, okay. all right, Walter, chill out. Don't be a, you don't should. be a buzzkill. I go home at night. <laughs> Which is good. Let me stop warm, acting like it's a bad thing. With a glass of warm milk. And just wait till we, <laughs> just wait till we get farther. This so but, um, the pitch goes. Dark. Wait, wait. We can't pass up him talking about playing a game with Pete to Don, and Don says he's known for losing gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pass that zinger up. <laughs> That's right. Oh, He's Don. known for losing. Why would you say that to a client, though, Don? Come on, man. It was, like, just playful enough that it could pass along, I guess. Yeah, it was, though. I'm just like, come on. Damn, Don. You petty. He just, um, again, any opening for the throat, he goes for it. Yeah, and Sal's in this meeting, too. And, um... They're presenting, it's like an old-school, kind of like a newspaper-esque uh, yeah, poster of, frame. yeah. And it's basically just like a big city. Like, it's like a silhouetted outline of a city. Like New York, Chicago. Brought to you by Bethlehem Steel in, like, the bottom corner. Like, in kind of small words. It wasn't small. It was, like, the bottom, like, quarter of it, though. Yeah. It was the bottom quarter of it. That is their name, but the rest of it was the city. So, the client was not really digging. He thought it was kind of plain, looked really flat. And he was like, it feels like you're advertising, like, the city and and not us. And, like, we're the middleman. Which I can kind of see, because it was kind of like the Yeah, it was literally, the the city was three-fourths of the post. I see what Don's saying, but I see what Walter's saying, too. And Don's kind of, like, bucking up, like, this is what we agreed upon. Like, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, but like we uh, so so I'm throwing you under the bus right now because oh, no. I have to. Okay. So we're actually re-recording this episode right now because someone is learning GarageBand and deleted this episode. <laughs> so this we watched this twice, mm-hmm. and I still really wasn't getting what Don was saying. Like, did you about the the the, the pitch? I, I agree with the client 100%. I don't really see what Don was trying to say. He just kept saying, I mean, this is what we agreed upon, but what was that that you guys agreed upon? That's a fair point. Maybe he's trying to, because I feel like he, what he's trying to go is like, this is the, um, this is like the foundation of all of our great cities or whatever. And it's like for New York or, um, he had a couple other cities like LA or some shit like that. I kind of get where he's what his idea was, but like, yeah, it wasn't a great one. Like, I do kind of, I do really see what the client's saying. Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> doesn't really. Hit. And Don was not digging it. He was like, "How are you gonna tell me what you don't like?" <laughs> <laughs> but I also, kind of feel sometimes clients be on that bullshit. Yeah, and you gotta Pete, buck up sometimes. Yeah, Pete, Pete tries to save the day and was like, "Listen." Um, can you basically stay in the city for another twenty four hours? He's bucking up at the meeting. Yeah, yeah. He like he kept making like, well, if the client doesn't like it, Don, then let's. We'll go back to the drawing board. <laughs> like, jeez, dude. And again, in front of the client, like in I don't front know. Front of the client, the cohesion was missing. <laughs> Just a bit. Like the tension was kind of there. So, 
Um, he has Walter stay another night, and they head out, and Don kind of holds Pete back, and like, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? Like, He's like, the client didn't like it, and he was like, yeah, but I was like two, three sentences away from getting him to be good with it. I was like, are you done? Now, the first episode, you did pull a, you did pull that out of your ass and pull it and like win it. So maybe you could have, but I, 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 I'm not seeing you being able to change the client's mind on this one. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't like it. But I will say that Pete didn't help the case. I wonder if Pete just shut up and let Don talk. What would have happened? Right. But Pete also was like backing up the client, so the client was like doubling down. At yeah. the same time, I feel like Pete should have like let Don be in charge. Like, this is kind of Don's... Yeah, this no, is Don's he pitch. definitely overstepped. That's why he held him back. Um, and then he, um, they're, when they're talking like, after the client, and Don, Pete's like, I'm sorry, I didn't lower his expectations enough <laughs> for the client. And, that like, was a good zinger from that's Pete. That's a good zinger from Pete. I can't, he doesn't get off, get them often. So we gotta point him out when he gets him. But, yeah, no, Don's just pissed. Like, you didn't do your job. You're supposed to, like, make the client more... Susceptible to the ideal, basically. Mm, which? Which, I don't know. I know mm. it's kind of a mind game, but, like, he didn't like it, so. And then, you know, Don's like, bro, stay in your lane, dude. Like, you're doing too much. And Pete's like, well, I could be a, I could be in creative. Like, I have ideas. <laughs> I have ideas. <laughs> you know this thing, you know that thing called direct marketing? I came up with it first. Turns out it already existed, but I thought of but it independently. I died when what? he said that. I was like, are you kidding me? Because I've thought of something, and then I was like, that has to be a real thing already. And I Google, I'm like, okay, it is, it is. Because I've done I that do before. Be, I do be feeling the moments where, yeah. You and like, I'm like, bro, something. I swear I thought of this independently, though. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to say it until he said it. But it sounded But then so I Google it, and it's like, of course this exists, Brianna. Like, come on, you're logical enough that someone else that is smarter than someone else thought of it. Someone years ago went through the same thing. <laughs> I cannot give you an example right now. It just but I know so... it's happened. It sounded so pathetic when it he did, said it. did, though. You don't send it to your boss. I was just like, you. that's not the zinger you thought it was. That's not the... That's not what you wanted to say, I don't think. And then Pete kind of walks out with his last line. He's like, you know, when I came here, people said that I was good I was good with people. And I've never heard that before. Like, I'm like, why would you tell your boss that you don't have a reputation of being the prime so candidate not, for your job? So you're not a people person? Like, it's kind of like... But the, that's like the main thing <laughs> in your job. Why would you tell your boss that? All right. You dumbass. That's not... I don't, so I don't think Don is his boss but per se. But he kind of is, though. Don, yeah. Like, he is, though. Yeah. So, um, we jump to the Draper house, and Helen is... We see Betty, and I think she's, what, cooking? She's, like, finishing up dinner, and Helen calls her and asks if she could actually watch the kids for a couple hours. The babysitter canceled... She has to go do what telephones for the kindy campaign or some shit like that. Yeah, which I mean that did not age well. Or did they still do that? No, they still do that. That's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Can I do it from home? Do I get paid? No, you definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. volunteer work. <laughs> oh my god! You definitely do it out can of the kindness of your heart. I'm not doing that. You said for a politician? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, so Betty says, she's a little hesitant, but she looks over at Don, he's chilling with the kids, she's like, alright, well let me get dinner on the table and then I can be over and watch for a few. Yeah, Betty's kind of a people pleaser. She is kind of a people pleaser, but she did not please Helen's ex-husband, she said, 
Absolutely not, you crazy psycho. Yeah, she got a line, but... She said, I do not like She's kind of a pushover house. when it comes to, like, Dawn or Helen in this case, or I, sometimes I even feel like Francine, like... A little bit. Mm. Pushover, maybe not. Maybe has rose-colored glasses for Francine, I'd say, more than pushover for Francine. Yeah. She loves a good vibe with some stuff, you know? I haven't really seen Francine, like, ask her to do something and she didn't want to. Like, she had to tell her that she invited Fran- uh, that she invited Helen. She was awkward. I feel like if she was a people major to Francine, she wouldn't have invited Helen to the birthday party. Mm. Boom. That's a good point. Thanks, it was. That's why I boomed. <laughs> 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 that came organically. That's not was even it? in my notes. Nice. <laughs> I'm weak, but we yeah, so. <laughs> I'm a hot mess, y'all. We cut to the Bishop house. Uh, Betty comes over. <laughs> And Glenn's playing the piano. Now, Pretty nicely, actually. Now, if we remember Glenn from before, he was Owl Boy that we talked about in our last episode. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to His call name him is Owl Glenn. Boy. Let's not let's it's not. Glenn. It's Glenn. But he weirds me out so much. And Yeah, but, but uh Helen's like, Glenn, no ironing while I'm gone. Apparently he <laughs> likes to iron clothes and he gets five cents a piece for it. Dude, that, that, honestly, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most is, like, the weird little, like, um... Things that our son likes. Yeah, like, just the weird things that, like, a kid just happens to do. Like, yeah. this kid likes ironing. Like, some kids, as a kid, I used to, like, I could sit up and, like, watch a washing machine go, like, the entire cycle. Like Yeah, so he's asleep right now. I got the monitor, and he literally scooted his way to the corner to go to sleep. <laughs> like... He's a little weirdo already. Yeah. I it's just, really funny. A little, uh, just seeing your kid become like a weirdo is just so fun to me. And like, he likes ironing clothes. So. He, that's a hell of a skill, too. Look, that's, cool. So, Betty, and he gets paid for it? He gets yeah, an allowance? Right? Nice. She's a single mom. Give me her son allowance. All right, okay. A nickel she can't be too bad. And the nickel back in was... What is that, like 50 cent? Yeah. 50 cent. Yeah, about 50 cent, yeah. Lady, 50 cent a pop. Hold up. He can get himself some nice kitties, though. That's a lot of money. Hold on. Cause she's a single mom now. I think she does get alimony. If he's ironing. Like, if he's ironing one thing a day, he's he's making like what five, seven bucks a week. One thing a day. Wait, no, my math is so fucked up. Come on, calculator. Run that back. That would be nope. Not even. That, he said, "I'm too toasted for this." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Week. But um, Betty tells Helen that she looks nice and uh, implies that there's probably going to be some nice men there, which is ridiculous to bring up because she's going for Kennedy. To... It's for charity. <laughs> now, I wasn't sure exactly why Betty said this. Now, it could be, is she trying to like wing woman, Helen? Like, hey, hope you get laid later. Or is I'm she good. trying to, like, live through Helen a little bit? Like, ooh, I ho- when you do hook up with these guys, make sure to tell me every detail kind of thing. Because I would love to know. Oh, yeah, or does, she, or does she, like, really think she's just, like, out here doing stuff just to, like, just to find a man? Yeah, no. I actually think she really wanted to go to Think. So Helen kind of, like, was like, um, probably, but, uh, going for Kennedy, basically, and have you guys decided like have you seen him um pivots to his appearance and i mean kennedy was 
He was attractive in that day, but I don't actually. He's not my type of attractive. I, I don't really see what everybody was fawning over. But, but <laughs> when when I say that compared to other presidents back then, JFK overrated. You know, but Bird think about the other presidents. Oh, we missed my birthday. Uh, think about the other presidents, though. Like, know. on the roster of presidents, he's up there. Yeah, hold on. Let's pause. Just top five hottest presidents. I did, okay, Barack Obama. Barack Obama's one. Okay. She needs a list. Listen. Okay, I'm going to name off a couple. Um, um, I can't picture them, though. Oh, here. Look, perfect. Trump. What? Ew. <laughs> Why do you even say that? Come on. Oh, um, I mean... Look at these old men. <laughs> they start to lose color after a while until you start They're getting so old, old I can't even judge them. What about Lincoln? Stop playing. I guess, actually, compared to these other mugs, <laughs> I guess he's up there, though. Oh, no, Cleveland's mustache was... Who's mustache? Cleveland. That, that guy in his mustache. Stop playing. Yeah, I guess Abraham Lincoln is up there. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn, so it's... Uh, so, so right now our three is Barack Obama, um, JFK, and... Who's that last guy you just picked out? I said Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Which is crazy. Right? A little bit. None of... I mean, I guess Bill isn't that bad. <laughs> if we're picking from this list, I guess Bill's not that bad. <laughs> Who is this person? Cal Calvin Coolidge. You can do a lot worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weak. We derailed. I'm weak. <laughs> oh no, you're on the last one. You're on the last one. I said, who is this? Calvin Coolidge. You don't look that bad. Calvin Coolidge. I think I look young. Who is that? I know, but that's why he probably don't look that bad compared to these old mugs. I'm weak. That Abraham Lincoln's really up there, though. Oh shit. Seems like there's not a lot of competition. Bro. Well, George Washington. Who is that? Absolutely. James Monroe doesn't look that bad. His profile. James Monroe? <laughs> you know, they probably buffed that up in the painting. <laughs> <laughs> he probably so enhanced weak. it a little bit. Come on, Lyndon B. Johnson. He's got a, he's got a mug. Come on, but I guess Richard Nicholson. What? Nixon is in that Richard bed. Nicholson? Who's that? <laughs> Richard Nixon. That's so funny. That's the guy that JFK beat. <laughs> Dang. Um, I think so, right? I think it is. I think that's who's, who's in this. I guess so. Okay, wait. We're back to Mad Men. Um, this is ridiculous. Betty talks about she made a she made a comment about how she um, about voting. Yeah. What, oh. Um, what she, she said? She was like. Uh, yeah, he's handsome, but I don't know who we're voting for yet, or something like that. We don't know who we're voting for. We don't know who we're voting what? for. Man, where's the we? You are you, you are, are a citizen. Independent woman. Women could vote for like forty years by then. Like you should, you should vote by yourself. Like, why are you asking your husband who we're we voting for? Like, yeah, she has like no independence. Now, to be side. fair. You've asked me a couple times who we're voting for. Yeah, because I don't care. <laughs> it's all shit anyway. But I feel but like with her... of course I'm voting for Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Could we vote for Barack Obama? I don't I think 2017. Yeah, Wait. Yeah, I turned 18 that year. 
No, but no, he I won. Wasn't, uh, I wasn't old enough yet to vote. He won in twenty twelve. I voted for him. No, I feel like I definitely voted for him though, but that doesn't sound accurate now because it was in twenty seventeen. Like she, he got elected in twenty twenty twelve. Twelve. Wait, my. He served two. Two thousand eight to two thousand, and then he ran in two thousand twelve. Yeah. 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 Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think we voted for Obama. I didn't. I just threw that out there again. Wow. What's that called? Um, Mandela Effect. Mandela Effect. I said Mandela, like the, the, the art piece. Mandela. <laughs> oh my Honestly, God. I thought those words were the same for an embarrassingly long time. I'm just like, oh, that's who the Mandela Effect is at. I'm weak. Okay. Gotcha. But person. yeah, Helen leaves and Betty's watching Glenn. Um, so we jump to Trudy's family, and the atmosphere is st- startlingly different. St- yeah, very much different. They, whereas Pete's dad was really kind of cold and calculating, didn't really feel a lot of love. Trudy's dad is really energetic, kind of bubbly, even. Yeah, like he loves the fuck out of his. Daughter. Like, yeah, you can tell he's obsessed with her. That's all you you can. You can't say shit else about the nigga except he loves, he loves his, his daughter. daughter. So, and he seems to like Pete too. Like, yeah, he's they're like, talking a little bit, and um, Trudy mentions that she met his boss yesterday, and Pete says he's not my boss. <laughs> <laughs> That man doesn't tell me what to do. Um, but he said that Pete hasn't made having lunch with a woman and, and, you know, selling basically. Like, he, he actually thinks his job's cool compared to his dad thinking it's, like, literally bitch work. (laughs) Like. I know, their attitudes are completely night and day. He's like, wow, that's so cool. You get the. You get to like, hook up with strippers and drink like, and eat chill, out all day. Your, your wife and daughter's right. Wow, that sounds so awesome. Like He said, don't tell the women com- how much fun you're having. <laughs> as compared to Pete's dad, who's just like, that's white. minority work. That's not for white people. Like It's just complete black and white. Yeah, um, but Trudy segues to the apartment, and uh, she's like, we have some news. And her mom's like, already? So just another nod to pregnancy being, like, the next step for her. Like, has it, to be, yeah. I see what they're saying, but it's just, like, so out there. They're, like, s- they're so and, ready for grandkids. And to be honest, it aged pretty well. <laughs> That aged pretty well, and families, like, like especially once you get married, they're like, all right, so when's the baby's coming? Like, Yeah, it happens, You yeah. know? Like, I feel like my sister was egging me on so she can be an auntie again type shit before we even got married. Yeah, it, it just happens. After you've been without, they're just, after you've been with someone for a while, so they're just long, like, yeah. where's the so they're like, where's product the of your relationship? It aged yeah. very well. Yeah. Um, But... She mentions the apartment, and Pete tries to kind of, like, undercut it a little bit. Like, yeah, but it's out of her price range. And um, they ask where it's at. Ask, like, I think they ask, like, one more question. And they're like, I mean, I'd be happy to help, basically. Yeah, and, like, Trudy's, you know, buttering it up and just serving yeah. it. And they're, and they're and taking it. They're, they're eating it up. Eating it up. They're 
they're with it. But Pete is like the Pete's, only one who's yeah, a little hesitant still, like not with it. So I, yeah, he doesn't really want help from his in-laws. And I wasn't sure if I should disagree with him because I, I know it's it seems like a really nice gesture, but I was a little on the fence, like. If they're able to just give you money for your down payment like that, like, obviously they got money too, right? Mm -hmm. So, is this some kind of, like, unspoken, like, contract that I have to owe you back or something? Like, are you going to, like, yeah. do, I, do I owe you something for this? Like, for a person with pride, yeah. Yeah, way. especially with his dad and how his relationship is with his dad. Yeah. And the dad literally says, Pete, Pete, this is my investment into you. And that just did not sit right with me. Honestly, yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting because it like it feeds into like his relationship with his dad because he feels like he he's nothing more than just like an investment. Like, yeah, he's, and his dad's like, I gave you my name, and what have you done with it? That so, was my like, investment into you. Like he's so almost like transactional. Like he's expecting like, okay, you're gonna buy this apartment for me, and oh, he just teleported. That's great. <laughs> He's a move. Anyways, um, Pete's not <laughs> wanting that type of transactional relationship with her parents because he feels like that's what he has with his parents. And he, he just doesn't want to feel like he has to owe anybody. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of how he grew up. Like, he grew up feeling like he owed his family for everything, pretty much. Like, literally his dad even said it. Like, we gave you, we gave you everything. We gave you our name. Like, what have you the, done with it? <laughs> that's the most valuable thing you've done, and you haven't done anything with it. But, like, that's not really... You don't have kids just to... Well, you're not supposed to have kids just to have a legacy or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, like there's no goal to having kids. Per, like, you shouldn't raise your kids with a goal of, like, being anything more than just a, like, a, a decent loving, person. Yeah. Like, it's... I saw this one thing. It was, like, some pe some parents are ready to have a baby, and some parents are ready to be parents. Mmm. I like that. I like that. And, like, there's multiple levels to it, but, like, they were saying, like, that baby stage is, like, the fun stage, and once they're out of it, like, they kind of are, like, annoyed by having a kid. Once they start, like, getting a personality, yeah. of, like, an identity of their own. And that can kind of apply, because, like, he's not a baby, but he is an adult now, and he's not really doing what his parents wanted him to do. Like, once, like, the baby can ha kind of have an opinion for themselves, like... They're annoyed that they have the audacity to be an individual. Yeah, they're like, we raised you. Why won't you, like, give us <laughs> Be your, what I made you. Like, do what I want you to do. But that's for defeating the whole purpose of being a parent. Like, you're raising an entire person, not, like, a mirror image of yourself. They're you're supposed not, to be an individual. Yeah, you're not raising a robot. You're raising a person with their own interests and desires and feelings and everything like that. And I feel like Mr. Campbell Sr. is mad he doesn't have that puzzle of a, like, person he wanted it to be. And that kind of, it it left in Pete, like, this distrust almost towards any, like, male role models in his life. Like, yeah. whether it's Trudy's dad or Don or anything like that, he just finds it really hard to trust. Which makes sense. That they have his best interest in mind, and they're, they're not just using him. Because to their, his parents, it's not his best interest, it's their best interest. You know, like, everything they've done, basically, it sounds like, at least. 
Right, right, yeah. So Pete's really reluctant on getting any on getting any help from Trudy's parents, but it kind of seems like he's not gonna have a choice. Trudy, yeah, no, Trudy gets what she wants, bro. Apparently, yeah. on the way on the way home, he even says it. He's like, <coughs> yeah, you get you get whatever you want, don't you? Yeah, he's very pissy in the car, and he's not happy. Yeah, it's all. it's really interesting how he kind of sees a difference. Like he. When he's talking about, um, he's like, I don't want your, I don't want uh, Trudy's parents' help. And Trudy's like, well, what about you asking your parents? And he's like, that's not me asking. That's it's my, my money. money. Excuse so- <laughs> me? Your money? How is it your money? You did nothing to, to earn this money. In, like, the literal sense of, like, your dad did all the work. But in the figurative sense that his dad says, what have you done with my name? Why would that be your fucking money? He feels, like, entitled to it, I guess. Maybe it's just, like, literally part of his will, or maybe it's legally, like, his money, and he's just waiting for his dad to die to get it, or it's more, like, metaphorically, like, this is my family's money, I'm part of my family, ergo, it's my money. It's my money. That's so funny. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't even have to ask for my money because it's already mine. Like, the fact he won't give it to me is wild. Which, yeah. I kind of feel him, but also, like, the I would not give my son... Okay, if I was rich, obviously I did it, but if you came to me like, that I ain't giving you shit, try again. Yeah, on that same on that same point of identity, bro. Like my money isn't necessarily your money. Like you're you're not. Well, even... your money's my money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like as a kid, like okay, you're not a kid anymore. You're 26. You're like, you have an a adult. Job in Manhattan. Like you're that... closer to 30 <coughs> than 15. Please reevaluate. As a parent, I I should help you, but like I don't have to. In a sense, he felt very entitled that they had very to help entitled. Him. So and I don't know how to feel. I, I wonder feel if he approached his dad a different way, if he would have been more inclined to help. But like Pete just had to stick up his ass as soon as he was even talking about the subject. I bet he feels it like it's groveling, but also maybe just like his attitude, he just knew this conversation would go this way when he walked. See, in the but room. like that's like what is this called? Self. Uh, self something where you like self sabotage yeah where like you think something's gonna happen so you kind of act like it's gonna happen oh a self fulfilling prophecy self fulfilling prophecy I wouldn't say self prophecy but that didn't make sense to me (laughs) self fulfilling prophecy you're like kind of making it come true because of how you're acting that's interesting I really think that if he maybe came a different way that it would have had a different outcome it might have still been no but it maybe wouldn't have ended as heated as it did because Pete was pissed when he left. Pete was pissed. I I would argue it, pr- it probably would have went the same either way. I think that's the reason Pete was so reluctant on going there in the first place. Because I think he knew yeah. how this was going to go regardless. He knew, like, his dad didn't like didn't like the position he was in. Like, when he started, like, he knew his his opinion hadn't really changed. He's just like, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm going to go ask just to, just to get you off my back. Just tree, to, you know, there's like a 1% chance he might do it. <laughs> Let's yeah, just see. Like, Roll the dice. I'm not really expecting it. Um, but yeah, Trudy's just trying to like, what is the word I'm looking for? To like comfort him, basically. And like, he just wants to help. Reassure him that like, it's not that. He just wants to help. And Trudy. I always get what I want. You know, I got you. She's trying to be all cute and shit. But she was dead ass. Like, listen, we you take any money. <laughs> Trudy's kind of a steamroller a little she bit. She kind of was because after that, Trudy was like, take a ride down some street. And uh, to the driver, I should mention, to the driver, they're sitting in the back seat and being chauffeured to home or wherever they're going. And... Um, She's like, take a take a take a right down the street, and Pete's like, Trudy, I do not have time for this. I got to meet a client, and she says, "Hush, it'll only take a second. It'll only take a second, girl. I just told you I have work to do. 
Yeah, Trudy, the lightweight, she really does get what she wants in a way. Yeah, and I don't know if this has been her personality or if her getting her parents to help kind of dominoed into this type of steamrolling. Because he kind of looked at her like, what? I think it kind of gave her some confidence. Gave her some more like oomph and confidence and a little yeah. boost to her status in the re- in the relationship. I get the feeling her dad kind of spoiled her a little bit. which isn't. This- she's an only child, it seems like. Not to say that's a bad Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. But yeah, I feel like she's just She kinda- gets what she wants. Yeah, she's- she grew up used to Okay, that. we're going to have to pay attention to that. We're gonna have to look at Trudy's character a little bit because I don't know if they mentioned if she has any brothers or sisters, but they don't talk like they do because they're like, "Give us grandparents, give us grandparents," or like, "Give us grandkids, give us grandkids." Like, yeah, I, I feel like Trudy's not in the same league as other housewives for some reason. You mean like she's in a higher league, like a higher status a little bit, just because like the fact that she can uh, Don would not let Betty talk to him like that. Mm. Think about it like that. Like Don would <laughs> hush. Excuse me. What did you just say to me, Betty? Interesting. So Trudy has. Trudy, I think on the level of housewife, she's like she's on a higher tier because she has a little bit more say and power in her relationship. So like it's so like she's like a different tier of like domination. Almost. Yeah, like yeah. Because like this housewife in this day and age is very submissive. Very True. whatever my husband wants. So she's kind of in the same league as like Helen Bishop. Like kind of. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. In a different like bucket, but same tier. I like that. So you think Trudy would be the type to be strong enough to like divorce Pete if she had? If to? she had to, I feel like yeah, she's not gonna let him make her look stupid. I don't think. Right. Okay. Okay. Like Helen was not about to let him make her look stupid. Okay. 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 So well, speaking okay. of Bishop, we hop to the Bishop house, and Glenn is watching some old timey show, all in black and white. Very weird. I know that's like the time, but like it was like it's like a western. I'm western. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and Betty gets up and goes to the bathroom and she starts looking through Helen's drawers and In just like bathroom. peeping what she got. She's like, yeah. Mm. People still do that. I feel like that age pretty well. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that age pretty well. You, um, someone, you just start peeking through their, <laughs> through their uh, glove compartment. And, I said glove compartment. Not Jesus glove Christ. department. You mean medicine cabinet. Medicine cabinet. Hey, I did it. <laughs> um, it's funny. Okay, so you know how I say the wrong thing all the time, right? Yeah. I do it at work, too. At work? I say the wrong thing at work all oh, the no. time. I'm just like, you guys, please. I, my brain, it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, but she had to pee, and she sits down. And I do want to mention that she had to pick up, like, 20 pounds of a dress to sit down on the Bro, toilet. Not, what if she really had to go? Like, that was a lot. She really had to, like, hold well, it she, up like it was a wedding gown or something. Like, like bro, like, imagine wearing, like, the equivalent of your wedding dress every, every day. day. No. And, like, you didn't even go anywhere today. No. <laughs> like, she doesn't have, like, just lounge clothes, like, pajamas. Like, I'm like her lounge clothes is a dress. I'm hanging out in, like, a sweat sweatpants and a gray t-shirt right now. Like, she doesn't, I feel like she, no. her version would be, like, no. another dress. Yeah. Literally. Floofy dress with, like, there has to be wire in there or something, right? Like, how's it staying up like that? But, um, she's peeing, and the door handle jiggles, and this motherfucker, Glenn, opens the door and stares at Betty on the toilet. For one, like, why didn't you lock it? Why didn't you lock the door? Well, he's old enough. You would think that, like, I'm just going to pee real quick. No, no, no. I, trust me, I'm going to have to get on Owlboy in a second, but I'm just, like, just from the start. Okay, I'll give you the benefit out. She should have locked the door. But at the same time... Yeah. She said, I'm in here. You heard her. 
Say, I'm in here. As you're dealing the door, and then you open the door and stare at he her. He just sits there and just stares. And she's like, get out. And it's like, a, she's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, he's literally like, no talking, straight eye contact, just staring at her with his big old eyes in the in the bathroom while she's taking a piss. And, like, and Betty gets up and like, waddles over to the door. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and shuts the door. <laughs> That was kind of funny. But yeah, Glenn's a weirdo. Like, what kid? You're like 10. Who does this? Um, so she comes out, storms out the bathroom a little bit, and turns off the TV. And she's very bothered. <laughs> Listen, young man. That was a very rude thing you just did. Which, it was. That's a... Absolutely a rude thing you just did, sir. And then he starts crying a little bit, which I'm like, this is a weird time to cry, because... Yeah. You know what? I'm being too hard on this little kid. Let's I don't know. She was like, the bathroom is a private area. You don't go in there. I be forgetting. Kids are kids can be weird like that. They're still learning the, the borders of like what's appropriate and what's Bro, not. Bro, that was absolutely inappropriate. Yeah, that was... And my thing is, if he's done that to his mom, Helen's definitely the type of person to be like, what is... It? You don't do that. Yeah, he wouldn't, he so, wouldn't do that to his mom. So, like, you did this to, honestly, a stranger who's watching you for the first time. And... Probably has a crush on her. I mean, of course he does because we go and she asked for an apology. He gives her one. And he's like, you're really pretty. I'm sorry. You're just really pretty. You're he's like, like, you're like a princess. So, yeah, this kid starts, he starts spitting a little bit. Like, his, weirdly, his tears go away for one. Kind yeah. of point that out. And he also asked, like, how old are you? Like, are you my mom's age? She was, she was like, I'm your mom's age. She, and, <laughs> And she was like, how old is your mom? I'm trying to get some information from this kid as well. I love it. And she, he's like, my mom's 32. She said, she said, oh, well, I'm 28. So, <laughs> I'm actually not your mom's age. All right. And then Don't here's get it twisted, things, little boy. This is where things take a turn for the weird. So, this kid, <sighs> what's his name? What's his real name? I'm going to keep calling him boy. Glenn. He asks, for, he's like, can I have some of your hair? Can I have some of your hair? I was trying to cover for you with the bathroom thing. I was really trying at my hardest. Can I have some of your hair? That's a truly weird thing to ask somebody. I don't know. (laughs) That's hard to defend. I don't know. That's a... And Betty's like, what? Excuse me? Did you just ask? Did you just ask me for a piece of my hair? So she's understandably freaked out. That this kid just asked for a piece of her hair, but only for a little bit. Which is not the appropriate response. That is not the appropriate response. So then she just like... She's like, just looking at him like, ah, boys that, will be boys, basically. And then like, like, he tries to justify it. Where he he's said, like, you're not even going to miss it. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. You're not even going to miss it. Sure. And she looks at him, stands you know up. Right? Goes get some scissors and cuts a little piece of her hair off and gives it to this boy. And gives it okay. So let's pause right here. This is weird. This is to the umph degree weird. That's weird. So Betty, who is a twenty, she's twenty eight, twenty eight year old woman. Damn, she's almost, almost thirty. I'm almost Betty's age. Yeah. Ah, uh, that fucked me up. Okay, um... It's weird watching stuff when you're, like, older than the person you're watching. I know. Imagine watching, like, a kid's show. And like, you're I don't know how I would feel if I go back and, like, watch, like, some stupid shit, like, High School Musical, like... And, like, you're you're the age of the parents. You're not even the age what? of the kids anymore. Like, 
I was younger than them when I watched this shit. You're you know? relating to the, like in Mean Girls, you're rooting for the, um, for the adults. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Today's October 3rd. We're one of them. If Codename Kids Next Door, what they would call us adults. That's crazy. Dang. But anyway, um, yeah, this bitch is too old to not know that this is absolutely creepy. Like, now look, I. I really try. I really try to see both sides of it. It's really hard. For she me has to see. kids. There's no way you cannot tell me that Betty could logically be okay with someone giving Bobby a strand Imagine of their hair. Francine being like, "Here, Bobby, you're here. You go, hair. Bobby." What? Like Why? that's weird. For like that's weird, Betty. That's not okay. And look, I don't want to throw the word pedophile yes. out willy nilly. But listen. And look, I'm not even going so can far we, in the car. One, can we just walk through the series of events real quick? Okay. She goes to the bathroom. This yep. little boy walks in and stares at her. Yep. Comes out. Mm-hmm. She makes him apologize. They hug. Mm-hmm. He then says, you're really pretty. She's like, oh, thank you, sweetheart. You know, real, real sweet, innocent. Mm-hmm. You look like a princess. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Then this man asks for a piece of her hair. And then and it, she's freaked a little. He asks for it again. Says she's not even gonna miss it. She gives him a piece of her hair. Okay, so I'm gonna try to dig into Betty's point of view. So either the only way I could see this working would be like she is so kind of starved of a, like attention from none. She's willing to take it from a child. But that's like. I can't. I'm trying. I'm really like, trying to see if there's. She needs to see a different therapist. <laughs> <laughs> like if that's if that's the case, which honestly it really could be. She needs to see a different therapist because that is mental, <laughs> literally. Or does it have to do with Helen? Does she have like does her complex feelings and of like how she feels about Helen is that somehow spilling over into like how she's treating Helen's son, like? But see, I can't really pinpoint how she feels about Helen. Like, I feel like it's still really, like, up in the air for us, the viewers. Yeah, it's hard to see how she views, like, a part of, I feel like a part of her resents Helen. And a part of her also admires Helen. Yeah. And, like, those are, like, honestly And then another part, like, pities Helen. Yeah. And, like, that's why it's hard to pinpoint it, because those are so complex feelings it's a lot of back and forth um and it's also a little hard i wonder what helen thinks of betty i do i I can't tell i feel like with helen she just kind of sees betty as just you know regular housewife that's not as bitchy as the other ones yeah i feel like she kind of sees her as a friend but like she's still on the fence of how good of friends they are like they're more than acquaintances but less than friends i would say and well, i don't know what that middle word is called well this is not going to do great for their relationship listen cuz i i don't know what do you do to a friend in that scenario that literally gave your son a piece of her hair i might have to fight her <laughs> i'm just saying like obviously you can't be friends anymore Obviously, I'm going to in the toilet. I'm going to have to kick your ass. Really. And obviously, you're never seeing my child again. But. Oh, <laughs> like, am I crazy? I don't know. It's, I'm, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I want to see the reaction. I want to see how this blows. How this, it has to blow up. I honestly don't blow. remember how this blows up, but it has to blow yeah, up. Yeah, there has to be, there's. 
there's no This way. is too big of a thing to do to someone's kid that, like... And yeah. how old is he again? Like He's, he... like, 10. Yeah, that's crazy. So he has, like, a weird, like... He, he obviously has a crush on Betty, and then Betty is kind of, like, enabling it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, like, lightweight grooming. Yeah, yeah. I don't Am know. I allowed to say grooming? Grooming? Uh, can't be worse than pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the restaurant. Pete's back at work with the client, Walter, who for um, a guy who... Goes home and is only here for the pitch. He's out of the... Loves him some prostitutes. And I was so confused for a second there because they called their prostitutes cousins. He's like, oh, yeah, I see you brought your brunette cousin. Oh, I was hoping you could bring the... Redhead cousin. He said that's Doris. She couldn't come out. That cousin isn't available. (laughs) This one was the best cousin I could find. Cousin. Wink, wink. Wink. They're practically winking at each other. (laughs) Just say prostitutes. It's just the two of you. It's my cousin. But, um, yeah, so he's kiki and ha ha with this one prostitute with dimples big enough to put a quarter in him. Listen, these, <laughs> these, <laughs> these lines he throws at this girl. Uh, he uh, says something like, Oh, you would have, I would have thought you'd bathed in milk and honey. <laughs> I can't what? believe he said that shit. <laughs> can't believe he actually said that shit. Oh, she ate it up too. I mean, oh, she, she had to. I mean, I she was being paid. Like, hey, <laughs> um, but funny. Pete does actually throw out a pitch at this little shindig. He's like, "Look, I know you didn't. I know you didn't like the other pitch, but let me br- let me give you an idea real quick. The backbone of America, Bethlehem's in it." Kind of sucks because it's a really good line. Is and he was like, "The backbone of America, America. We're having a good time." Listen, bro, we got plenty of prostitutes around, plenty of drinks. Let's not talk Let's about work. Let's not talk about it. Um, I can't stand it. And then that's when he drops the, you can hide a nickel in those dimples. Ew. And, and be a creep. So You're gross, Sarah. Like, I was Pete's a little say salty, he, too. He flirts like a guy from the 60s. So he it, it, it tracks, honestly. But Pete was a little salty that he really didn't, like, listen in the moment, you know? He was a little bothered. But, you know, what can a man do? He's trying to get his... <laughs> so listen, we got all these beautiful women here. Let's uh let's enjoy them while we have them, eh? He's trying to get it on. Um, but we cut back to Helen's house. Helen yes. comes back home, gives Betty a JFK pamphlet and just like, Hey, hey, thanks for everything you did, including giving my kids some Traumatize my child. We don't know about you that. You don't know that yet, but like <laughs> it's okay. So Betty, you know, goes home, goes to sleep. I really But hope- I do wanna peep that she didn't even tell him about him walking in on her either though yeah she just kind of kept that whole scenario to herself which <laughs> makes sense because if she did she probably would have helen probably would have like confronted him about it and been like oh well then this happened do, 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 do. yeah she's hiding her tracks it was sneaky it was sneaky i didn't like it this betty listen i was I, I started off in your corner this is a little weird dude Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes. I want to go back to the Pete scene at the diner. Pete orders around for the table. I typed it, but he broke, though. <laughs> I think you can expense that. Oh, that's a good point. I got Amex for work. Yeah. He, imagine their expense. Imagine their expense accounts. Oh, my God. Listen, these, these dudes are literally It has to be a nice amount. Hundreds of dollars on dinner, which... 
and now dollars is like thousands of dollars worth That's of food. Ridiculous. Unlimited drinks That's all on ridiculous. the company card. They better be. be now I get what Pete's dad was talking about. He's like, "This is your job. You just fucking." He's just jealous. You just fucking get drunk and. He wishes he could just get drunk. Pimp and girls out all day. I mean, listen. P I M P. Listen, and he said that's no job for a white man. <laughs> I can't believe he said that shit. But yeah, so. Betty climbs into bed once she gets home and sees that Don scribbled on some paper beside the bed. I hope that Betty went to sleep like ruminating on what she did. I wonder. I, like, I hope she wasn't like glad I could help him out. <laughs> I really hope that wasn't her. I outcome. hope she felt weird. I hope she felt weird. Like about she that. didn't look like she felt weird, and even in the moment though, like a little too comfortable. She was like, "Oh, you're adorable." But, um, yeah, so on, there's a note on the side, bedside table, and it says, Oh, little town of Bethlehem. And I was like, Ooh, it says little in it. That's not going to be good. Mm. You don't want to minimize a company. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. I know what he's trying to do, but, like, you don't want to put, like, it's not even a negative word, but it's just like a. It's like a, a dull word. You don't want to put a dull word with a company. Dang, yeah. His pitch you know what already, I mean? Already starting off on the wrong foot. And I feel like he was also kind of trying to be an asshole a little bit, too. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Because he's like a country man and, and oh, little-minded. I thought there was a sub in there. I felt like there was a sub in there a little bit. Like, mm. am I tripping? Because I feel like Don's the type. They try to sell he's this dig as a pitch. The type to where he definitely thinks he's smarter than every single client. Like how time. he said, I was going to get him in like three more things. Like, Yeah. Why are yeah. you trying to make the client change his mind when he said he didn't like something, bro? Just go back to the drawing board. Am I am I, am I, I like that you pulled that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't catch that. I, I was like, is this... Am I tripping or is this thing being funny? <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, we go to the office and we go to the pitch and it still kind of looks the same to me. Yeah, it's the same thing, but with the, the words of change and the client's just like, eh, this uh, looks like what we talked about yesterday, which I'm pretty sure I wasn't pleased about. Yeah, and... <laughs> He brings up Campbell's pitch from the night. He's like, I don't even know why you're trying to he sell said, me on this idea. Tell me about the other one you got. You know, the backbone of America. And he's like, he had to play it off. Because he's like, what the fuck is this man talking about? Like, what the fuck? Back oh, back? yeah, Bethlehem. He said, yeah, Pete told me about it last night. And Don cracks his neck at him. <laughs> oh, he did. So <laughs> sideways. He's like, oh. Words. And then Pete tries to come in and be like, yeah, remember? And then it's like, you know, backbone, Bethlehem still, backbone of America. And, and look, Pete's in the corner. He, he, he is smiling from ear to ear. ear, to he's ear. Like, I got one you would over think on he Dawn. was amazed, bro. Ooh, he's so happy he got one over on Don. He's like, my client liked my idea better than your ha, idea. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like, he was grinning so hard. Maybe I should have your job. <laughs> She's in harder than Chucky. Like, she, like it was up. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo. But, um, yeah, so client leaves they go back to the drawing board literally because they have to come up for art <laughs> with this <laughs> come up with art for this so um pete stays back with don and pete is trying to gloat a little bit like 
Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he kind of gloats. Sounds like, yeah, congratulations. He's like, yeah, you work, you see. Me, me, me. I have ideas. I have ideas. Mine was bitter, me. Uh, and then Don, he just pulls family. out the card. He's like, listen. Go. No, wait, wait. I think he was like gonna let it slide until he said something about. I feel like it sounds like you got credit for something I did, mm. and I think that kind of pissed him off Salt because balloon. nigga, I'm your boss. I think he was about to get him anyway, but this was. I I mean, I don't know. Suspicious. I feel like his demeanor changed just a little bit when he said that. And he's like, I, I'll show you what credit gets you. <laughs> Go to your office, get a box, put your shit in it. You're out of here, buddy. Like, like fires him. Honestly. Fired. Fire. <laughs> get out of here. Where's that from? Cat in the Hat. That was from Cat in the Hat. That's a, such a classic. I didn't realize Alec Baldwin was in it. Until I later know until on later. On. I was like, oh my goodness. I seen it. And I was like, is... wait, Jack Donaghy is in this fucking movie. <laughs> I forgot that that's who he is. You know? He's the dickhead stepdad. Seriously, that's crazy. Bruh. I wonder where those kids like ended up in life. I know, right? You want to Google it real quick? We can we can go on a sidebar. <laughs> How are they doing right now? Uh, what is it? I can't uh, remember their names, and then they have a whole book about it. What's it? I want, one of them's named Sally. Either Sally or Annie. I don't know about Sally, bro. Joan. It was Sally. I was Joan right. Joan Sally. That's fucking Dakota Fanning. I did not remember that. Of course she's doing great. Oh, yeah. It is Dakota. Actually, she killed that role. I forgot that was Dakota Fanning. Kelly Preston. Who are you? She is a that was mom, mom. But, like, what else was she in? My mom was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Frost? She was in Fro Jack Frost. Cool. Oh, I did not watch Jack Frost. I did, Jack actually. Frost, it, it was weirdly animated, but, like, I did watch that it. That snowman looks scary, like, dead ass. It, okay. all, it weird me out as a kid. Yeah, the snowman was creepy. I'm not going to act like it wasn't. And then that kid. I don't think I've seen that kid anywhere. Uh, Conrad. Conrad. Ugh, he was so annoying. In the show. The kid. Yeah. Raisin Helen. That's actually a really good, real good Williams. movie. It's sad, but it's a good one. No, I don't think that's Robin Williams. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you just hear that? There's a lot of a lot of syllables. No No. Who is this? Is this that's is this Sophie's, is this Sophie's boyfriend? No, the, yeah, the Sophie the chef guy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's in that. John Corbin. He's like yeah, some pastor and she's like an aunt. The hell is this okay, yeah. This This is actually Helen Hayden Pettitier is in it. Aiden Panetti and Felicity Huffman yeah. from Desperate Housewives. She's the older and sister. And Paris Damn. Yeah. This, this is a pretty good movie, actually. You know, if you, want to on the, if you want to throw it on the docket, I'm, I'm cool with that. Alan Thick, But, um, yeah, Dakota Fanning was in it. She's the most famous person in it, besides Al Al Alan Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Also, let's not forget Mike Myers. He was, he kind of dropped oh, off, yeah. but he hasn't really, I forgot ever since, like, Shrek. Head. And like honestly, Shrek's Shrek probably the best, best thing he's one. did. Yeah, Shrek's the best thing he did. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pete got fired. <laughs> he got fired. <laughs> and how did we get that? How did we get back there again? Because I said a uh, fire. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Pete got fired. He, okay, it uh, goes to his office. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. So he fires Pete. Walks out and Pete's looking all like devastated. And then Sal, this was so unnecessary, so uncalled for. In the perfect sassiness tone, he's just like, 
well, you picked the wrong time to buy an apartment. <laughs> and walks off like, bro. So sassy. <laughs> so sassy, Sal. That was unnecessary. You just watched this man get fired. fired. And just going to throw it in his face. But <laughs> yeah, Pete runs back to his office with his tail between his legs. And the guys are in, the ad boys are in his room. In his office. And he's like, get out, everyone, right now. I'm serious. Get out. Bro has a tantrum. Has a little the, tantrum and starts like throwing some shit. Actually, he throws out that office. comedy record, the stand-up comedy record they've been listening to this whole episode. Yeah, like he says, shit's not funny no more. Yeah, ad boys they scatter. They're like, oh shit, this nigga's serious. Can we just think of the emotional roller coaster he's been on in the past twenty minutes? He was anxious because he brought it up. He was happy that he liked it. He was geek that it actually like worked. Yeah. Then he was happy to like kind of gloat. Uh, gloat and got a little too got high. A little, got a little too, got a little too giddy. Floated up to the sun a little and bit. And then got burnt. Like what's his name with the wings? Icarus. Icarus. Icarus flew too close to the sun. Icarus. It's Icarus. I was gonna say, is it Icarus? I never know. Look, I said, I said Chiron. He was like in the, first the Percy Jackson series. Instead of Chiron, which is my Chiron, name, yeah, that's that crazy. Sucks. That sucks. I said Chiron for yeah, the that longest. Sucks. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't, but I just like let it rock. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, do better, the, honey. It's the horse nigga. You're supposed um, to be the calculator in a dictionary in this relationship. I just it said Chiron, you know. It said Chai. It said Chai. That's so I went with oh it, my God. like Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Don goes to Roger, and he's like. Uh, something about Pete's last day. What did he say? Hey, you remember Pete's last day? It's, it's today. today. That's what he said. And Roger's like, what did he do? And he's like, he pitched his shit, basically. Like, to the client. And he said, Roger said, that little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Roger's on board immediately. I love it. He's, oh, he did what? I no. poo. Uh-huh. We did and it. then we cut to Pete crying in his office and drinking alcohol. Mm, see, he was—he got too cocky. He was feeling He's himself like, a little too much. He's like, look at all the much. good things I did, and I get no credit. For real, I think he, yeah. He's feeling some type of way. He rebelled. He took a he took a risk, and it blew up in his it blew up in his face. Again, this so like I before this episode, I did not like Pete. In this episode, I feel not dislike, but I feel pity for for him right now. Right now, yeah, but I still yeah. don't like him because, like, even if your pants are shitty, you can either take two routes to one to replicate that or the other to not be anywhere close to it, and you don't have to be shitty. That's true. It's just like it's it's. I guess it's just like watching a TV show where you're like analyzing everybody and like their behavior. It's like you get to know them so well, like yeah. just watching them. Especially it, with the lens we're looking at it now too. Yeah, it's hard to separate it from like okay, I. This is the character we've dived so deep on and analyzed, but my own feelings on him are... A little different. Like, he's interesting, but I still don't like him. Kind yeah. of a thing. Fuck that nigga. Yeah, fuck Pete Campbell. Three, six, my feet. You didn't have to. I remember when I... F- <laughs> <laughs> when I first watched Mad Men, I was like... I was as gleeful as fucking Pete was back in the meeting. I was like, this hey. nigga finally gone, bro. Thank fucking God. I hate this nigga, bro. Fuck this nigga. Uh, you fuck. This nigga had the nerve to do that to Don Draper? I was so pissed when I first seen it. Yeah. This round, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's... Mm, it's a damn shame. And this sense, but Pete's this sense, not technically as bad as Don. I was like, honestly, Pete's idea was better. I will, like, just being... Yeah. Being the objective. backbone of America, like he said, <clears throat> it sounds like you trying to make us the middleman, and he just makes them the backbone of America. Yeah, that... 
that's better. It's a better slogan. Like, I can't even... Like, especially for this country, man. Like, he loves America. He was wrong for stepping out of line. Yeah, he should have took it to Don or, like, somebody. Um, But, yeah, so uh, Mm -mm. we go to a Betty in a therapy session. And she's talking about Helen and kind of talking down about her a little bit. Like, she calls her job a sad little job at the jewelry store. And on her. And is talking about her parenting and how she's not giving Glenn what he needs as a mother because she's a single mom now and basically has to provide for the family. So her time is not as much there as it was before. So Glenn's neglected in some way emotionally. So let's let's hit this from a couple angles. Let's look at Betty and Helen. How Betty is looking at Helen right now. It's definitely... There's... Betty's pretty. I feel like Betty's projecting a lot. She's basically she's talking all this like Helen's going through. Oh, she's so pitiful. She has this dusty ass job with this. Uh, <laughs> she's jealous of me and my. She's jealous of me and my husband and my perfect life. Like I still have a husband. Like right. I can stay all, home all day. Like she's got to go do all this. She's not a good of a parent because she's not even there to provide all this type of shit. So she, but I also feel like she's projecting. Like, she's... I mean, she's basically watching her kids. Like, she's not raising them. She's watching them, in a sense. Because, like, I feel like every time we see the kids, she's asking Sally to do something with Bobby. Yeah, so she also she's kind of throwing stones from the glass house as far as the parenting goes. Yeah. But she also mentioned she she thinks that Helen's jealous of her. Yeah, she did. I feel like... But I don't feel like Je- Ellen portrays that. I don't feel like she portrays jealousy. That's why I feel like Betty's r- really projecting, because I'm not really getting that. I think Helen... If anything, Helen pities her, but I also... I think, because Hel- what Helen went through, I think she can kind of see maybe pieces of that showing in, in Betty's puzzle. It's hey. like it's like your time-traveling and person in the future comes back and like pities the old you kind yeah, of thing. Like, like, oh, honey. You I know exactly know what you're going what you're through. To- yeah. She can kind of see the beginning of it. Maybe. You don't even know how sad you truly are type shit. Yeah. So maybe like Helen can see through that. But also I think Helen doesn't think that much about Betty. I don't think she does as much as Betty thinks of Helen. I really I don't. don't. Which really, that's really like... Telling. Yeah. But hater vibes. Can't do it. Um, but yeah. And then Betty and Glenn. What Betty's and her trying to like come from like a maternal sense towards Glenn after the day before giving this kid a piece of my hair that's weird giving this kid a piece of hair okay okay hold up I just thought of an instant like okay so in theory say you have your dreads until he's like eight years old right Mm -hmm. and you cut him off and he's like can I keep one I don't think that is a weird scenario no, because uh, because I was, as his father, it's not really. It's more of like. But a, see, she's trying to come from a maternal angle, and I, I, what she did was weird. But this scenario, I'm saying, I don't find that weird. So as maybe a, as a she's trying. She's trying to talk her way into it being maternal because maybe she maybe did she sleep on it and kind weird. of felt weird. Because it clearly wasn't. That kid definitely had a crush on you. There's a rom- There was a romantic piece to this, which is ridiculous. Which is the creepy like part. 10. Exactly, like he, she, he literally had a crush on you. He walked in on you in the he bathroom, said, and you enabled his crush. You're enabling his crush, and then trying to pretend like it's coming from a, a mom point way. of view, like, oh, he's doting on me because you don't dote on him enough, or like, 
oh, he doesn't get enough attention at home. Maybe that's why he's latching on to me. No, he's latching on to you because, because you gave, he thinks you're pretty and you gave him You gave hair. him some of your hair. He's like, oh, she likes me too. Like, he's a kid. Come on, bro. Literally. I got a secret romance, too. But, yeah, Betty was a weirdo for that shit. Gross. Yeah. And she, it was just how she said she's not giving him what he needs. That just... It made my skin crawl. Ooh, that was a that was a weird line. That was a weird line it, to use. Like that's what she said. Yeah, that's literally what she said. That was made but, my skin crawl. Betty, this was not a good episode for you. <laughs> like it really wasn't, man. But we jumped to the office, and Don and, and Roger are going to see Cooper. Don't really know how the information passed to Cooper that Pete was fired. I don't know if they told him, if somebody else told him. Yeah, may, either Cooper like a... knows that he was, has been fired. I would have to imagine they don't have to go to him for every firing thing. But I feel like maybe Pete, maybe one of them did tell him just because, like, remember they said that Pete had to be on a certain campaign and, like, he knows Pete's name, you know? Right. He I think so Pete maybe that's why someone told him. But um, they take their shoes off. Before they walk in his office. So you notice that Roger, like, his height drops like three inches when he takes his shoes off. That is so ridiculous. Nick has lifts in his shoe. That is so ridiculous. And I didn't even notice until you said something and we had to rewind. He literally goes from like, from like 5'10 to like 5'8, like immediately. It's so funny. He's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so they go in and we get a look at Roger's office. And really mean, I'm sorry, not Roger's office. I mean Cooper. Cooper's office. So they're at Bert Cooper's office, and it's a really, really Japanese vibe. Real, yeah, real really Asian. Um, and I, it looks nice though. Like he's got the sliding doors. And yeah, he had a bonsai tree in there somewhere. Like I the got a Japanese war suit in his freaking office at work. You know he had to like. And art's all over the wall. You know he's rich enough just that he just bought Has some it, armor. Like. I have to assume he has one at home too. Yeah, there's no way he's got his only one piece of armor at work. Um, but yeah, they basically, uh, he's like, yeah, I heard about Pete. And they're like, yeah, he had to go. He overstepped boundaries. We have rules. And he's like, yeah, I wish I could agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> Cooper kind of puts his foot down. He's, he's like, like We're do not you know who Pete. his family is? And Don hits them with the zinger. I know they put out a mediocre product, but besides that, <laughs> nothing except they put out a mediocre All right, Don. Product. That was a good one. You made up for it. Listen. And basically, we learned that Pete's family has a very high status in the world of rich white people. So Pete's mom, uh, her, her maiden name is Dykeman. Um, I'm childish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Her. I forgot what her name was. <laughs> um, and the Dykemans are apparently a very old, very influential family. They apparently used to be wealthy, maybe not anymore, but, or but not their as much name they is like better than wealth. Apparently, their influence is like across the yeah across, across the, the rich white people <laughs> <laughs> for real across the entire upper like or yeah upper class. Of I'm mad. His mom's name is Dorothy though. Dorothy. Dor Ooh. They used to own a lot of Manhattan back in the day, too. Yeah, they so owned they everything north of 125th Street they as just, a Kentucky, and I have no idea what that means, but... I'm going to assume that's over half. I mean, I don't, I don't know how numbers go, but 124, it has to be, like, two-thirds of the way down? I don't know. Maybe it's parallel? I don't know. No idea. But, um... And so they're so, so, they're so well-connected that 
Bert's basically like, it's going to hurt our business if we fire him because if everyone hears that we, you know, fired the Dykeman's son, then we're going to... not going to work with us and we work with a lot of rich white people. That's going to ruin some of our networking with all these other rich, uh, rich white firms. And then Don basically gets in his baby boy feelings and he's like, okay, so you value him more than me. Yeah, and Bert's like, no, no, like you gotta uh, play the game, basically. Like, you, you if you're gonna be up here with us, you gotta play the game of the rich white people. <laughs> and he's like, look, Bert is the one word I could use to describe Bert is pragmatic. Yeah, he, he's he's been in business long for a reason. He, so did you notice that actually he's been in so long? He knew Roger when he was a kid. Oh, that's crazy. So this guy is has to be at least like twenty years older than Roger. How old Roger is? Yeah. So Bert, I'm thinking maybe... Bert has to be old. He must be, like, late 60s. I'm thinking, like, 80s. No, because how old do you think Roger is? I thought Roger was, like, maybe in his 50s, because Don's in his 30s. I think Roger, I think his hair is great. I know, but, like, it's also... He's also an alcoholic and a veteran. I wonder if... I'm thinking he's, like... I'm thinking Roger's, like, 60. Sorry, y'all, for the clickies. (laughs) Yeah, so... Don's in his 30s. Roger is 50s or 60s. He's about 45 at the beginning of the series. 45? That nigga look old as hell. I mean, people gray up kind of quick. Alright, so Bert's in his 60s then. Alright, alright. Yeah, okay, so, cool. Okay. About 10 years older, yeah, because Don's in his 30s. Yeah, because Bert knew Roger's dad, I'm guessing. So, Roger, Roger's dad and Bert started the company, I'm guessing. And then when Roger's dad died, Roger kind of grew up and took his dad's place and with with Bert. Okay. Yeah, so... Don's also salty that another person's not agreeing with him. I feel like this is, like, extra salt in the pitch wound. Mm. Because the client didn't like his thing. He's not a fan of him firing him. And and he lost Rachel. And he lost Rachel. He's still salty about <laughs> Rachel. He's just extra salty this. Yeah, episode. he's been going through a lot these past couple episodes. I'm like, yeah, damn, showing that he's kind of a shitty person, but it's fine. Well, so see. yeah, Pete, so we cut to Pete's office, and he's just sitting on, on his, his chair. No, he's, he's on the couch, slumped, on his couch, very sad. I, you could just tell, like, how am he I going to tell you? How am I going to tell? I him? feel like that was his literal thought when they walked in. Like, how am I supposed to? be Then they the storm in, and this was brilliant. Love One of it. the best parts. So, Roger starts yelling at him in his real military voice where he's like... He said, you were out of here. Bert Cooper was on board. <laughs> I was on board. And the only reason you're still here is because of this guy. And he points to Don. Don freaking Draper saved your freaking life. So, what I'm going to need you to do is follow everything this nigga says from here on out. That he nigga, saved your ass. He's like... and He, he say, is Jump, your savior. You say how high. Do whatever he says. You are in his Do debt. Do you understand? He saved you. You only have a job because he had a change of heart and pleaded to keep you here. <laughs> like, he's funny. And Pete should, and, and Don's kind of looking like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely that's what know about that. And that just kind of speaks to how, That's like, Roger. Like, I'm going to try to make your job a little easier. Yeah, that was a good management move for Roger. Yeah. He kind of, like, he turned it over just to... Because he couldn't make... He couldn't make Don go with his tail between his legs he's his superior yeah yeah he so have he just kind of flipped the script a little bit to help him and then also unfire him 
It was very smart. What did Pete, Pete said something real cheesy. He said, I won't fail you, Don. He brought just like, oh my God, don't ever say that. And just storms out. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I love Roger. I, I love Roger. What he's, everything he says is gold. Uh, um, but now Pete is indebted to another person. He's indebted to Don. He's indebted to Don. And he's also, weirdly enough, he's indebted to his family. That's what I'm saying. Another person. Yeah. His, he's indebted to his family and her family. Because, yeah, he he would have been fired if not for his name, which is funny because it calls right back to what his dad said he about gave we, your name. We and gave that to you. And he doesn't even know it saved him. And I love that. Like, literally his mother's name is the only reason he's still at this job. I wonder how he... It's, pro it's kind of funny because I bet that his mom doesn't treat him as bad as his dad. Like, do you think that... No, I think she's a pushover, though. Yeah. I think she gets steamrolled. Is she kind of like Betty a little bit? Mm-hmm. I feel like Betty might say something about Don being a dick if he was a dick like that. I don't think he'd let him be a dick to like, Sally. Not like that. that. I like Bobby. But, but I think she'd let some things slide. I definitely do. But now, yep, Pete's and Dad's another person and... We cut to Don and Roger in Don's office or Roger's office? This is Don's office. Okay, yeah. They're just drinking. Yeah, know. they're just drinking and talking and shit. And Roger's, like, talking about how his generation don't know how to, like, let loose a little bit and, like, just enjoy drinking. And uh, that um, they're all licking some well. imaginary a wounds. Age dude. like wine, dude. And generation bitching about the next, like, yeah. Uh, if I have to hear another thing about millennials or Gen yeah. Xers or Gen Zers, like, bro. And um, Don throws a little zinker to Roger. I was like, I mean, I'm just not as comfortable with losing control as you are. And Roger looks at him for a good five seconds and says, excuse me? <laughs> and that, uh, put his foot in his mouth because he's in his feelings. That's what Don did. So. Yeah, what was that um, in Game of Thrones when Arya says that one thing and Ty was just like, careful now girl i enjoy your company but be careful i don't remember <laughs> ah that's iconic that's not in the books either so it's not fresh because remember he was tywin was in harrenhal in the in the, in the show but the it, books are so different in the Read books, the books are game of thrones but also um george rr is playing with this this book he's playing the winds of winter the winds of winter i just um on the episode where he put out a blog post of like I'm still working on it, but I'm also working on a bunch of other stuff. I know this one's important to you, but they're all important to me. And that's Fuck why I'm taking it for fucking ever, but I'm still working on it. Okay, so maybe you pause on the other shit and finish what you started. But, like, that's a whole other podcast. Because, um, <laughs> like, I am kind of dreading reading the books because I know it's going to stop at a point, And it's been 12 years. Well, almost 13 at this point Shit. for real but anyway 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 um oh I he did. tells him that he might be he, you might get yourself in trouble competing with campbell so like just like chill on him bro yeah stop showing your hatred so outwardly yeah like chill out on campbell he's he's not a threat you think you, you think he is type shit like let it go yeah, I don't. I don't really know if it's literally just a power thing of why he's so annoyed with Campbell because like he's he's just he is annoying. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just like you're really doing a lot, kind of Don. Yeah, I did notice they had this. 
um, in Don's office, they had this little, like, teapot that, like, when you put the top up, it was like a cigarette holder that spiraled Oh, out. yeah, that was pretty cool. I want one of those. What yeah, I would want? actually, yeah, I would actually buy one of those. So like, can I Google that? Like, can I get one? Yes, we're gonna... Old-timey, uh... We're gonna find it on that. Cigarette holder. No <laughs> um, but... Then we cut to, um, Pete's new apartment. Yeah. Um, with, back with Pete and Trudy. And, again, I just want to mention, they have an entire maid's room in their apartment. Which is ridiculous. In Manhattan. Like, a maid room? What? Absolutely ridiculous. Trudy's parents come by. It's like a little house party. Trudy's parents are there, and then a couple neighbors stop by, too. um, Yeah, which is weird. That did not age well, I don't think. At least, not my neighbors. Don't come (laughs) to my house. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, yeah, it depends on the neighborhood, I guess. Like, Well, some, it you know, seems like this apartment complex has, like, some kind of, like, homeowners association in a way. So they mentioned, um, the woman mentions there's, like, a co-op board. So I think this apartment is, like, a co-op. So, like, they split the rent of the entire building or something S- like that? Or, like... Pretty much, yeah. So they basically... Every, all the co-opers, they buy into the building. So, and since they buy into the building, they own a piece of the building. So they can live there. And, like, they all share, like, the maintenance. They share the mortgage. Or if there is a mortgage. I don't think there's a mortgage. But they pretty much share all the costs associated with the with the building. And then it's, it's pretty much kind of like an HOA. Like, they kind of get a little bit of control. Like you have Well, to, I'm figuring that it is because, like, if they... It has to be a mortgage, right? Oh, you found it. Cute. It's on yeah. Etsy. Yeah, I would totally get that. Um, I'm sorry. I had to go see if I can find it. Etsy. See, oh, it's sold out. Damn. Broke my heart a little well, bit. Well, I know what it's called now, so. A vintage cigarette roulette <laughs> dispenser. It's pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, they keep mentioning the co-op board. Um, and they bring up that... One of Pete's great, great, great relatives uh, was a associate or something of Isaac Roosevelt. Like they knew Isaac Roosevelt. Yeah, they they were all the neighbors were like, "Oh, if we have a Dykeman in the building, how like exciting. that's how famous his mother's name is." Like I'm gonna say famous in New York, it is. Yeah, like his like, their their They're family means over something. that name. So. um Family history is super important in and this Tru- society, and Trudy knows it. Trudy is made for this society. She knows. I think she knows more about Pete's family than, than he, does. he does. For real. She's like, oh, honey, tell that story about the doo doo doo. And he's like, you tell it so much better. And she's like, in her head, she's like, you're right, but I'm back like I can't. She's like, I think I remember it was this. This is. She tells it flawlessly. So. Pete lets yeah. her like walk off with the neighbors, and she's telling the story of his great 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 fucking relative, and he's just staring out of his window at this beautiful view of New York at night. I know, I'd be, I would kill for that view. Like, I just want it for like a couple nights. I'm not trying to live in New York. I'm really not. That's not on my bucket list of oh, any sort. I do not want to live in New York. It's been uh, like that, you know, like those like every sitcom starts with like a. Like the small town people going to New York. Yeah, and but like themselves. I'm not really trying to do all that. She says I found myself already. I, I'm good with who I am. I'm cool with improvements, but like I'm not really trying to have to uproot all of this. I don't know. I don't you know, know. is there a New York office? Like, uh, I'm New just York. kidding. 
New York could be... Listen, I've never been there, so... Exactly. Right. How you want to move somewhere you've never been? But, um... Yeah, Pete's had a hell of a few days. Yeah. Um, Talk about a roller coaster. He been through went some through shit, a yeah. lot this episode. Um, but, yeah, that's how the episode ends, with him staring out at the beautiful view of New York City at night. And Yep, so we end episode Woo-wee. four, New Amsterdam. So I got some trivia for us. So Bethlehem Steel is a real company, and they were really big back then. They designed the Hoover Dam, which I forget where that is. I want to, I don't know. Um, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, and the Chrysler Building, which I believe is in New York. Um, so real company. They definitely Backbone of America is definitely overcalling it. Um, pretty accurate. Uh, another piece of trivia: Chris Alpert. Who plays Pete's dad? Did a hell of a did a hell of a job um, playing a shitty dad. He actually died about a year after this episode was released. Um, so I don't remember if they uh, recast him or not. So I guess we'll um, keep that. Yeah, we'll kind of see. Oh, if the he Hoover pops Dam's back up in again. Nevada. It's in Nevada. Is it over by like Vegas and them or? In like the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. I know the Grand Canyon is like an hour from Vegas. Nevada, Arizona. That's kind of cool, actually. Oh, it's right on the border of Nevada. Yeah, it's pretty cool. In Arizona. Um, Where is that? I keep scrolling. I know, right? Like, dang, dang. Oh, okay, yeah, I think it is over by Grand Canyon. Where's okay. the Grand Canyon at? Grand Canyon. Yeah, okay. It's like okay. next door. Okay. Not next door. You see how hard I was scrolling? <laughs> Come on, bro. Practically next door. It's about we need next... to go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, which is crazy. We were like an hour from the Grand Canyon. We suck, but we were there for a festival. <laughs> no time for detours. No time for detours. Day in Vegas was here. Um, but go ahead with your story, Oh, right. Um, so, um, in the scene with Owlboy walking in on Betty. His name is Glenn. Glenn walking out of bed. I keep reading his name. Um, so as we all know, Glenn's the actor that plays Glenn is, is the director's son, the creator Matt Weiner. That's his son. Um, and Matt Weiner actually did admitted. the same thing. He admitted to his son that he did the same thing. Like he walked in on a on a woman on purpose when he was Glenn's age. So this is a true story based on Matthew Weiner, the creator of Mad Men, doing this to a lady, and. Again, can't be too hard on a kid because it's just one of the weird things kids do that you got to kind of... It's like Nip in the bud? Yeah, nip in the bud, but yeah, creep. Um, I already mentioned the, the shoe lifts. And um, there was a little bit of a goof with the co-op apartment. So how I explain the whole co-op with the part owners and everything, and you have to buy into the building. They, Maybe the buy-in <coughs> was the deposit. Yeah, they well no, that's they would have to pay up front. Like they don't do deposits or like down payments for co-ops. For co-ops. Oh shit! Oh yeah. shit! Does that mean that her parents actually paid the whole amount? Well, because Betty was mentioned. I'm not Betty. Damn it! Trudy was mentioning like we can always get a mortgage, but I don't think you can actually get a mortgage for a co-op. That's apartment. what I'm saying. Can did her parents just pay for the whole thing, or did they just I... do a information bluff? Yeah, I don't know which one's more. I feel like they did mention an investment, but I also feel like 
thirty, paying for the entire thing might be sounds like a little too much. I mean, are are they are they that wealthy? I mean, I, that's the thing. I don't. They're definitely not wealthy the same level same level as Pete. But again, it's it's a lot. But of are they though? Because they're rich, but they're not rich, rich. Who? Pete's people. Because that's what that's what. Uh, <laughs> well, I wonder how rich Pete's Sterling, dad's no, family is. Cooper was saying those Cooper was saying. I wonder how rich how rich Pete's dad's family is. Maybe not as much. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like he's rich, but I think his I think he has the money, and his mom has the status. Right, right, yeah. And then with but with Trudy's dad. Yeah, we actually don't know, but the fact that they were willing to pay the down payment, I mean, that in and of itself is really generous. But I. But with the co-op fact, I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. It's I'm a po- saying that's on the table. We're gonna keep a lookout, yeah, to see how exactly the finances work. But if they pay for that whole building, that's that's crazy. Trudy, you got some good parents, bro. I'll tell you I, what. I don't know if I'm doing that. I so. wish my parents would buy me a house. Like I, I I'm just saying. Um, and then actually, so um, this is some real interesting uh, history about the um, this about the title of the episode, New Amsterdam. So. Um, back before um, before the British, uh, New York City was actually owned by the Dutch in the Netherlands. So it was the um, the original city was actually called New Amsterdam, and the Dijkmans were uh, they're actually there were they were a real family that migrated over to New Amsterdam from the Netherlands. So when Bert Cooper was talking about how the Dykemans are an old family that's been here a long time and owned half of New York, he was talking about they literally came over like as a rich Dutch family and bought the land before it was even New York City. Yeah. Like they bought, they owned Manhattan before the British even came by, before it was even New York City. So they're older than New York City itself. That's crazy. So it doesn't... It, it's, that would explain the hype that the neighbors had. Like, I can't believe we have a Dykeman in the building. Literally, like you, like the, literally, like the oldest family in New York, almost. Like, you, I mean, literally. I don't know if they're the oldest, but if they're one of the oldest or the oldest, but I mean, they have to be top five. Their influence, <laughs> their influence makes complete sense now, and it also um, why the episode is called New Amsterdam. I feel like it's a reference to not just the family that, like Pete's family, the one that saved his career from going under the toilet, but it also kind of represents that old money feel that Pete's kind of been, that Pete's been struggling with. Like he wants to build it, he wants to like build his legacy by himself versus having to depend on somebody. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to, it's almost like he doesn't want to use... Like, he doesn't want the leg up or something. Yeah, because he didn't want to ask his dad for the money. He really kind of just did it for Trudy. Yeah, Trudy kind of pushed him into doing that. Um, but then he did get pissy about him not doing it, though. Like, you guys never do anything for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real... He has a very complex relationship with mm-hmm. money and his family. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, I, don't, I wouldn't know what that's like, but... Um, yeah, poor Pete. Poor Pete. I know that he's. Uh, we generally say fuck Pete, but poor Pete. But um, yeah. So next episode is. Well, we still got to do. What do you think was the best scene? Oh my goodness! Can't believe I almost forgot that. Um, best scene is when the pitch, the second part of the pitch, where Pete pitches. Well, Pete's idea gets thrown out, and then he gets fired. <laughs> 
the firing scene. Yes. I think the better scene, I do like that scene. I think my favorite. I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Yeah, it's literally the next one where they hire him back. Yeah. And I was debating, but, you know, that was the catalyst for the for the rehiring, so. True, yeah. I just feel, I really loved how Roger just kind of stepped he in, like, stepped no in. planning, all improv, just like, listen, you were out of here, buddy. <laughs> you were gone. <laughs> He's so serious. Okay. Uh, and then, who was the MVP of the episode? MVP of the Who was the, the maddest MVP for Mad Men? I'm going to start saying that. Um, Trudy. She got her way. Trudy the MVP, yeah. Trudy yeah. got her way. She got everything she wanted. She was, see how happy she was when she, she was, was telling that story? She, she's made for this neighbors. life. Listen, she's, she's down to be hyped. trophy wife, and she weirdly has a trophy husband to go with it. She's hyped. This it's is like what she's been waiting for. They're both the trophy. She got, <laughs> <laughs> she got to take him out for lunch. She got to show him the house. She got him to ask his parents without her knowing. She he actually did. She got her parents to pay for the down payment at least. Mm hmm. I I'd honestly have to give it to Trudy too because I can't. Like we're in she, agreement. Here. Yeah, we we is agree. Is a word? I don't think so. We're in a, a, a agree, an agreement. Agreement, yeah. Agreement. Throw it in the vault of my messed up words. What was the other one? Analysisation? Uh, no, Analysis. that's worse than what I said. <laughs> Analysis. But yeah, so next up is... Oh, one um, last thing. Sorry. Oh, wow. Rate maybe, the episode. Maybe I should like look at it, you know? <laughs> like, come on. Um... This episode, see, see, Betty just kind of fucks with the rating. She does. The scenes with her were uncomfortable. Uh, does that make it good, though? I don't know, because it definitely made my skin crawl. But, like, Joker made my skin crawl, but, like, in a good way. Like, ooh, it evoked an emotion for me. Mm. Ooh, that's good. I don't know. Um, I'll give it a 7. I'll give it a 7, too, because Betty was just weird. Betty did throw me off. I'm not gonna lie. Betty was um, just weird, but Trudy and Trudy the kid, was the Glenn star. also he throws me off. Like every time I see him, he's just into some shit. Yeah. Um, you don't like his face. It's fine. I, I understand. I'm so I'm. It's it's I'm a child. I, I know it's a child. Yeah, like, I'm trying on. not to be hard on this kid, but ooh, I think we. they did something extra to his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an uncanny valley thing. Like, Is I don't this know. petty of us? We're adults here. Let's chill. I think Xavier's getting me sick. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Um. Ugh. But yeah. So next episode is episode five. Episode five. Five G. Five G. Speaking of five G, did you see that emergency alert thing? What was on? that? It was so. It was like at two twenty, and this was so at two twenty they were sending out an emergency broadcast through the phones, and then here the conspiracy theorists were like. Oh, they're gonna broadcast waves at that time to turn every person who was vaccinated into zombies. I'm a zombie now, actually. So I know I was waiting. At like two twenty when it happened, I'm just like. It started I, early, so it scared me. Still. For that first five seconds, I was like, "Ooh, I kind of want to be a zombie, so I can, so I can not be student loans anymore." Not be student. <laughs> but, uh, um. But yeah, so we're at five G and. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. 5G. But yeah, I would have to say this episode is toasted. Yep, I think it's been toasted. I think it's been toasted. Um, wow, the timing is crazy. The time is crazy. Ooh wee. Look, I'm still not. I'm not. I'm still on the kind of uh, fuck me Campbell. Camp. Yeah, because there's no reason to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. No reason to be a dick. That should be our tagline. No reason to be a dick. <laughs> Honestly, it's pretty good.